Oh, yeah. Break out your sister's leopard pants, roll up a dollar bill, blow some coke, chug some booze, fuck your buddy's girl, do some heroin, trash a hotel room, drink your piss, put a muzzle on that bitch, rock out and party hard, because on this episode, we watch The Dirt. I'm Devin Barnes, and with me always is the Nikki Six to my Tommy Lee, Liam Whalen. Yo, yo, yo! <laughs> Thanks for tuning in! Welcome what to the show, guys. Up. A lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff. On the fucking crew, a rock and roll intro yeah. for a rock and roll podcast. And as usual, that was uh, we gotta give uh, you know, shout out to the band playing uh, Te Prometido, uh, Leo <laughs> yeah. Dan. Correct, correct. <laughs> We've said it before, but it's no Te Hey Prometido by Leo Dan. Uh, <laughs> but this uh, has to be the closest. Of course, that was Kickstart My Heart by uh, Motley Crue. Because we watched the dirt, goddammit. But before we jump into this hilarious, exciting, <laughs> rock out with your cock out, literally movie. Yeah. Uh, remember to check back some of the older, calmer episodes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The, uh, last Roma week. has a much different vibe. <laughs> yeah, last yeah. week's XOXO, I guess, is kind of a lot of similarities between uh, XOXO and Dirt, I'd say. It'd be the uh, Disney version of this movie would be XOXO. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> the PG-13 Dirt was uh, XOXO. And then Outlaw yeah. King, definitely... Uh, a different vibe than All Dirt, together. but that's Netflix for you. They really run, once again, Netflix runs the uh, you get cinematic the- landscape. Literally something for everybody when you're uh, <laughs> digging around yeah, in that seriously. box. And um, also, though, we uh, checked out our original Geeked Up page because we did our classic summer movie preview on the uh, Geeked Up podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. For all those that wanted us to Netflix and chat about the Avengers Endgame, we well, couldn't... you can listen to the Geeked Up podcast for that because we gave you the official Geeked Up rundown and recap of Avengers Endgame, the all-time epic summer movie. Correct. Billion? What is it? A billion? What, what are we up to now? Six, uh, sixty-eight billion in the box. Oh yeah, no, they're we... actually uh, their own country now. Uh, <laughs> there's an Avengers country. They yeah. raised that much money that uh, Disney's its own entirely <laughs> different thing. Yeah, now. Disneyland has went to a whole uh, literal meaning now. Yeah, that... yeah, <laughs> and soon to be a Disney World. Yeah. But, but uh, um, as well, we preview a lot of the other uh, summer movies coming out. Yeah, a lot of uh, spoiler alert, a lot of Deadwood talk. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. We still haven't figured out a way to Mostly Deadwood. Yeah. And of course, uh, our boy Steve Root might uh, make a cameo in there, too. <laughs> but that's also or, easy to find because it's on the same page as uh, this one is, too. The Geeked Up podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes or Facebook. It's easy to find. If you're listening to Geeked Up or Netflix and Chat, you'll find each other pretty close to one another. Yeah, you can't you can't miss it. You can't find one without the other. So, and of course, if no you problems there. Comments, questions, concerns, or playing along, you can always email us in the Geeked Up Podcast at gmail.com. That's the Geeked Up Podcast, folks. And we did ask for uh, we did ask the Geeked Up audience for their opinions on some other some maybe some other Netflix summer movies that we could give the. Goal golden ticket to a la dirt so i feel we should give the same platform to the netflix and chatters any other uh summer movies you want to give the golden ticket to that's right because uh, summer tv shows like we mentioned black mirror stranger things both coming to the flicks this year if you make a strong enough case for us to uh watch this movie and tell us why if there's a netflix movie that you don't want us to wait to pull out of the box let us know why we should watch it 
Shoot us an email. And we would be happy to. And again, if it's on Hulu, go fuck yourselves because we're not watching <laughs> yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, so. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Original Netflix movies only. Correct. <laughs> and I guess like we're saying, too. And I'm looking right at you, Amazon Prime. <laughs> yeah. I got some good ones, too. <laughs> and like we're saying, too, if you do have any summer golden ticket movies, let us know because... Much like we're saying, the dirt didn't come out of the box. This one was a uh, what's in the box? <laughs> this was a uh, special selection that, yes. uh, for a couple reasons, we had to drive. One, we were what hearing a lot about it. People were telling <laughs> us we had to watch it from uh, yeah from uh, lots of people, including especially Ron the waiter. Oh my god, Ron the waiter! <laughs> you had to watch debt. You got to watch debt. What's it called? Debt. <laughs> I know. I, I couldn't uh, find. Do you mean? How do you spell it? Uh, yeah. D E E T. It actually was the dirt too, because when I was looking up on IMDb, I was like, look, keep looking up dirt, and there was this like Courtney Cox's failed TV show. And I'm like, no, goddammit. it, 35% on Rotten Tomatoes. They do not want you to find this movie apparently, but I couldn't be happier that we did though. Yes, for sure, for sure. A lot of people, uh, Ron the waiter aside, a lot of people had been uh, talking about it for lots of different reasons. I guess a lot of the kind of talk about it was kind of the like almost unintentional comedy fact. But you heard a lot, like you said, with the 39% Rotten Tomato. You heard a lot about how bad this movie was. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of expecting it to fall into the so bad that it's good category. Okay. You know, especially as well you heard a lot about the Ozzy Osbourne cameo. So I was kind of expecting like this. It, it to be a lot more entourage, you know. I was For expecting sure. much more, sure. lots of cameos. Although now that you like say that, I could pretty much assign a role for everybody in that movie. <laughs> I mean, there's it was definitely very a, there's I definitely will. a uh, Ari. There's even there's def- literally events. Literally events. But and it was entourage. But I was expecting it to be a much more just like wild, fun, goofy kind of uh, not taking itself seriously at all kind of movie. Sure. And, and as we will get into it, it, it yeah, is pretty boy, much did you that. hit the nail on the head? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I guess they be- definitely added a little bit of a uh, plot line yeah, I guess stuff in there. Before we get into the plot, though, and uh, you know, highlight what we thought was so great about this movie, I should hit you with uh, you know some of the hard facts, a little bit of what we're working with with this flick. All right, this movie comes in with a rating of TVMA. Okay, it's- much like last week's XOXO, mm-hmm. like we'll mention. However, this one actually deserving of the rating. Yeah. Lots of drug use, lots of nudity. I always said it would have registered an R, whereas like <laughs> XOXO, it was like TVMA, like sure, I guess. <laughs> like no one's going to waste the time yeah. rating this. And there, and this one, it was like, look, guys, if you don't want an NC-17, just don't have us watch this. <laughs> We're just going to call it a TVMA. Yeah, right? Right? Like. Because there's a lot going on in this movie. <laughs> uh, the runtime is an hour 47. Yes. Uh, it didn't really feel that long. Definitely. You know I mean? As well, a lot of times with the uh, the run times, I've noticed you cut a good 10 minutes out with the credits. However, sure, yeah, the exactly. rock video at the end kept me rocking all the way yeah, through. I think I watched a lot of the credits till the <laughs> real did. credits. No, yeah, literally, yeah, yeah. like, I watched until Netflix made me almost watch something else. Well, like, a lot right, of it, too, was, was like, <laughs> I was like, how close did they look like each other? And, uh, like, the actors look like them. And uh, Vince Dio's looking old. <laughs> like, yeah. That was actually a great, though, way that it ended with the double shot of the actors like directly imitating moments oh, of like, the yeah. original yeah, like guys on stage or off stage they like took documentary or like you know off stage footage of them in the early 80s and then showed the actors doing the exact same thing exactly and i guess speaking of the actors the cast will just run down the main the main crew the cast consists of Douglas Booth playing Nikki Six 
Great job. Uh, Iwin Rion playing Mick Mars, who uh, <laughs> most people know him from Game of Thrones. He was okay, Ramsey Bolton, like the super villain for like oh, five interesting. seasons. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Okay, as a non-Game of Thrones watcher, that was lost That was lost on me, however. Yeah, as a, that might have been a huge was... Game of Thrones watcher. <laughs> it didn't really, dude, to be honest with you, it didn't take me out of it. I feel like okay, he was enough of a weirdo in this flick and doing yeah. a hilarious American accent that I was like, <laughs> all right, I'm, I'm in. Um, Daniel Weber played Vince Neal. Okay. And then, uh, this guy has a real name, but he, I don't think he's earned it yet. He's no Chris Ludacris, or Chris Ludacris Bridges, <laughs> yeah, yeah. dude. He's so not getting the Dwayne The Rock Johnson treatment on not. this one. So, playing Tommy Lee was none other than Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> yeah, and a great job in his, uh, Actually, I don't yeah. know if it's, if it's, if it's his acting debut or what, but... Definitely killed a uh, Tommy Lee imitation. No, he's been in, he's been in some other stuff. He was in that Bird Box movie with Sandra Bullock. But okay, I see. This was his. Uh, I feel like this was his shining moment. <laughs> I feel like he earned all thirty nine percent of okay, that. Uh, this Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> review that it was thirty nine percent Tommy Lee, and then everyone else like dragged it down. Yeah, but uh, it came out like we said this year, two thousand nineteen, hot off the presses, and kind of like how uh, Liam called it, it's a uh, as categor- categorized as a biography comedy drama. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's pretty. Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, pretty definitely. Equal parts, uh, all of the above. And the other thing I'll say is it's directed by Jeff Tremaine, which if you don't know who Jeff Tremaine is, Jeff Tremaine uh, used to uh, basically is the creator of Jackass and is like directed, like came up with a series, directed like all the Jackass movies, a bad grandpa movie he directed. Okay, this is very interesting to me. I did not know this going into it. Yeah. Okay, so now like, did he meet? Like a young, you know, Ben Margera and like the CKY2K crew. Yeah, like, well, that actually, that all came from like a skate magazine that he used to be like the editor of. Okay, that Jeff Tremaine like, okay, used to be an art. And then like people would send in crazy videos yeah, of them hurting themselves. And then like, yeah, that like SKY yeah, like, and like the Knoxville guys, that's how he got them together. Okay, I see. But they all knew he like. We're in it for this magazine, okay. and that's how Jackass so got he was, created. So he was, because, like, really, he was been, he's been, like, the unsung hero, I suppose, mm-hmm. in all this. Because, like, in, in, in my years of loving uh, the Jackass whole franchise, whether it be, like, from the early days of at least the CKY videos oh, yeah, to, yeah. like, all of the... Uh, uh, jackass spinoffs, including sure. the Chris Pontius show, which uh-huh. yeah, <laughs> which I even sat through those fucking shitty things. Yeah, Wild, Wild Boys, Wild, love yeah. Wild Boys, Wild Boys, and then uh, of course Bam, Life on Bam or whatever. But yeah, the, and then uh, a lot of specials of them going to rehab, <laughs> much like this movie. You know what I mean? There was the Steve O Get Well video, dude. Yeah, and then once you actually brought that up too, I don't know how none of the Jackass guys made it, like made a cameo. In yeah, this. right. Steve O would have been so perfect as just one of the like party goers that they were hanging with, like dead drummer. <laughs> Why is Steve-O not dead drummer? You know what I mean? Yeah, okay. 100%. Jesus Christ. Or at least Knoxville. Knoxville has acting chops. Yes. At least, Knoxville like, too. why was Knoxville not in this movie at For some sure. point? Yeah. Even as, like, their eight, or as their manager would have been good. <laughs> you know what I mean? He could have played the manager role. Yeah, for sure. Or at least like the manager that they wrote like out of the movie. kind of tried too. to, like, parlay himself out of the jackass. Yeah. Like, this would have been a real... Uh, Real good luck for And him, I get it that but... he's, like, trying to, like, I guess, like, look, I made this documentary about this band I love, or this movie about this band I love. But he kept it very jack assy. also. It was like, we're going to focus on all <laughs> them partying hard. I mean, I don't know, dude. I really, there was, I mean, that was the, the theme of Molly Crew and, like, like uh, as well of it being based on the book. I kind of was just really looking at it directly the book, as the, debt? the book. <laughs> debt? Yeah. As I was kind of really looking at it more as like the book interpretation. But when you told me that, I was actually very surprised just because Jackass felt like there just felt to be nothing ever 
cinematic about Jackets just feel to be so like home sure, video yeah. of friends that it was just like, wow, this is like an a actual is, movie yeah. and everything. There was no, you know what I mean? Because Jackass was never even like spliced where they were supposed to be doing adventure yeah, shit like for reasons. Kind of even yeah. the movie was just like, wouldn't it be funny if I shove a mini car up my ass? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, there was a lot of shoving <laughs> things up your ass. <laughs> a lot of up the ass. Yeah. Um, uh, at least not a lot of ass shoving up in this movie. Except for a dollar bill. By yeah, Ozzy there's, Osbourne. A dollar bill. <laughs> there's a dollar bill up the ass. And like I was saying, too, this is based off the book. That It was actually based off the book The Dead. <laughs> and it was uh, when I was watching this movie, too, I was like, who wrote this? Who actually wrote the book? And I looked it up. The whole band collaboratively wrote this yes, book, which is kind of crazy book, for like a rock bio where like you figure for one sure. of them would write it. And a lot of them do have they did, side uh, books that like they've this written. This is but... really thought of as one of the like first and really uh, best, like or not really one of the first, but one of like the real definitive rock tell-alls yeah, about for the sure. band. There is another one by Nikki Six called Heroin Diaries that's also like super famous. Okay. And that's much more like his personal spin. But you're totally right, is when you watch the movie, especially coming on the heels of Bo Rap, which we'll get into throughout the episode, but I couldn't really help but compare it to Bo Rap, which is another huge biopic that just came out but this was so much more of an equally balanced movie about the guys yeah then was Bo Rap which was like all about and most of these movies about the band it's like about the star and then not about anybody else I feel really, like Mick Myers I mean? might not have been top tier <laughs> but the other three but that's the way he wanted yeah, it yeah that's how Mick Myers was <laughs> that's how he wanted yeah. it damn it but The Dirt the book though is definitely thought of renowned as one of the uh, like all time rock Tell all books. Yeah, for sure. I I'm quickly, I quickly it. have a top five, a top of, five. Uh, of the other. Close look, close look. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Should we get close the closer look, look song? Look. <laughs> close look, closer look, closer look. We got the telescope, then the microscope, all of the other scopes. It's exactly what you hold. We're gonna look real close. Take a closer look. Closer look. Closer look. Oh, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'll quickly run through another top five of other, like in the Dirt Caliber and other All movies right. that would be great uh, adaptations, movie adaptations as well. A couple of them kind of already have been. But uh, this one, I guess I'm going to lead off just because it recently came out, But and I think I've talked about it on the Geek Dub Show, but the Beastie Boys book oh, for sure. just came out. They've actually done some like on-stage stuff, but basically from them going from like an 80s punk band to a 90s rap group, all sorts of cool New York stories, would make a badass movie, a Beastie Boys movie. Yeah, where's that right. movie? Where's that uh, movie hiding now? The next one, kind of like the... Uh, the um, Kind of like the Oliver Stone Doors movie, but the Jim Morrison No One Gets Out Here Live uh, book. I mean, like he's such an interesting weirdo, For sure. full of all sorts of cool stories, like the Miami Connecticut arrests. Like a definitive Jim Morrison specific movie would be pretty badass as well. Again, just being okay, and then the Doors. Like, <laughs> I mean, the Doors like was really all about Jim, but we yeah. could redo it. You know, it better, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't mind one twenty years later. Okay, the next. We're one, talking to you, Jonah Hill. <laughs> <laughs> the next one, uh, I guess the next two are kind of similar to this one, but there was the uh, the book series kind of by the chick Pam DeBars who did the uh, 
the I'm with the band and let's spend the night together where she's like the world famous groupie and oh, she's wrote okay. memoirs about being a groupie and then there's the one let's spend the night together which is like she finds all these other qu- I forget like the hilarious term that they give like the glamorized term of these whores that fucked all the big <laughs> rock stars but they have some like like hilarious politically correct like way to but she gets like all of the biggest ones to tell all of the stories about who's got the biggest cops okay yeah I've heard about like, you know there's one. even that one song where they're like even paying like that one chicken Shirley that we yeah. all fuck every time we go yeah. to Florida they get like her she's in the book the blowjob Betty of the oh, rock yeah. world <laughs> exactly <laughs> the blowjob Betty so her book or her movie I'm sure it would be pretty sick you know what I mean hell like, yeah a very Netflix uh, catch it 11 o'clock at night on Cinemax <laughs> yeah for sure a very Netflix TM, uh, TVMA then the other <laughs> one that I always felt the dirt was a rip up but Hammer of the Gods which is uh, the Zeppelin version of the dirt, very similar with all of like the debaucherous and uh, Hammer of Gods was kind of I'd say before Dirt came out, so that was like the I'd say original rock tell all kind of thing. Sure, okay, yeah. but much better because it's Zeppelin, yeah, not, not Motley Crue. Motley <laughs> Crue. So instead of it being like bad Motley Crue songs, it'd be like them doing like there's literally them like shoving a dead shark up a chick's pussy. Then it'd be them playing Stairway as opposed yeah, to yeah. Uh, <laughs> In that out. order, uh, <laughs> I think it's be stairway should be played yeah, over the scene of a uh, dead shark going. But they up were the a, originators. Like Motley Crue would, Motley Crue would uh, destroy the hotel rooms, like in response to Zeppelin doing the same thing. So the whole thing, and like we've kind of would not according to their <laughs> not according to their manager. That's not and why they did it. I feel like Zeppelin would do would carry a much like higher production value. Like they would go all out with the Zeppelin one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where this was kind of still a cheesy bad movie. And then the last one. Coming in, but it's long strange trip. Coming in at six. <laughs> this was a top five list. Well, this is the fifth. I'm not counting the dirt. The dirt's uh, the dirt's on the outside looking in. But yeah, that makes sense. number one, long strange trip, the definitive Grateful Dead story, which did they did just make a documentary, which stole the name from the book. Okay, it's more or less the same. However, a great Grateful Dead. Dramatized movie would be sick. Now, see, this is crazy. Tests and jammy scenes and now, all. Now, who's the Grateful Dead again? I've never heard of these guys. <laughs> Are you a fan? I'll explain. Yeah. I'll explain later after the show. Let's do our third podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Getting to know the dead. But that right there is my personal top five of the definitive rock books that should be turned in to movies nice. in honor of dead. Coming sure. uh, and my top five list is uh, I don't have one because this one was, this bit was kind of sprung on me. <laughs> <laughs> this was I kind of yeah. I kind of ran on my own with this. Unbeknownst one. <laughs> to me, Lee made a top five list of uh, all time rock books. I'll give you mine. It's probably like the fourth Harry Potter book. <laughs> Big fan of. Uh, yeah, I should have maybe waited for our kitschies. I should have waited to make <laughs> you ask me a kitschy question. Yeah, but no, I decided to. Uh, it got me, got me thinking because I was thinking of dirt. Everybody always goes dirt, dirt, dirt. Like this is for dirt, years dirt, has dirt. been the widely talked about rock book. Yeah, if they make this into a movie. I've Why been the waiting not? for yeah. the. Uh... Where's the other five? Exactly, maybe six. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but yes, having said all that, <laughs> this will get us into the dirt. I guess we're gonna get out. Stop we'll being clean. kicking the dirt. Get into the dirt. <laughs> And literally, this movie comes in hot. <laughs> like, the intro yes. to the characters was like, Nikki Six, Tommy <laughs> Lee. I mean, what? Like, it opens up, like, Tommy Lee just going down on this chick <laughs> who we'll call Bullwinkle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. Behind And Devin came equipped with all sorts of behind the scenes, yeah. Motley Crew, and little trivia. 
the chick that Tommy Lee goes down on the very beginning is a real woman they nicknamed Bullwinkle because of the way she looked. It yeah, it just like, opens up with like a dramatic party scene and Tommy's like, hey, check it out. And he just starts eating a chick out and yeah. it immediately cuts, though, to other like crazy party yeah, shenanigans. Yeah, someone's fucking... You kind of lose, you kind of forget about the... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's a great point. Because Tommy Lee starts going down. Like, that's like... They're like, on it. Like, he like goes down and they're like, I don't know like the next crazy book shit going on. Also, like, though, it like puts like a big highlight over their name of who they are. Like, yeah. he starts eating pussy. It's like, Tommy Lee! It's <laughs> like Vince uh, Vince Neal's like fucking some chick in the bathroom. He's like Vince Neal. I forget Star what Nikki. Why do I forget what was Nikki Six doing in the opening? Yeah, I, uh, because I know Mars is just lying in bed and being like the aliens and it's like <laughs> the crazy weirdo that. I also need to do some backup to see if he really is like that in real life. Who's like, <laughs> I never partake in the drug use or the whoring. I like, definitely, I definitely got the feeling that he definitely demanded that a lot of his character be cleaned up. Yeah, because his current wife would have an issue with it or whatever. Like, yeah, what did he really <laughs> he do? He had like like Alamo money on the line. It was like, all right, <laughs> X nay on the yeah. me doing oh, that party. A. I was sleeping in a room <laughs> and saying weird shit to keep people away. Do you remember though? What was Nikki Six doing in the no, opening I, scene? No, I forget. Yeah, there or was, was he a... just like walking around and pointing people <laughs> out? Like that's Tommy Lee. Well, it opens up with him narrating. I should say it's like this is the story of me at a party with my friends. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And at first I was like, all right, I figured it was Tommy Lee because I guess one thing that we didn't really mention, but like going into the movie, I heard about it. My, however, my whole real frame of reference to Montley Crew is pretty much all Tommy Lee. Okay, that's you know a great I mean? point. Yeah. So then we're it starts the same off. Age. So yeah. when they're like narrating. I'm just assuming that it's Tommy Lee and then they're like hey Tommy and I'm like wait a minute is he acting and oh no it's this guy narrating okay I see yeah. so maybe he didn't do his scene because he was like narrating for sure actually. also maybe because also I was also blown away later on when I found out that Nikki Six wasn't the lead singer I was like who is <laughs> yeah. this band because <laughs> exactly. I guess we are the same age too much like I thought like Gene Simmons was the lead singer of Kiss you know <laughs> yeah, what I mean yeah. for the longest time he just I think time. plays bass yeah, too plays or bass, like, yeah. but like never not really been like a big Kiss for fan sure, exactly. or like a Motley Crue fan at no, all for yeah. sure I, I think Tommy to me and Lee Devin, from like the Pam Anderson sex tape, one hundred percent. And it was like Ooh, we were like we this? were like ten or eleven or twelve, yeah. probably somewhere thereabouts. And then this I whole was Tommy Lee, <laughs> and the whole Tommy Lee sex thing came out, and then pretty much with that being your first impression of him, like yeah. that's it for the rest of his life. You find oh drummer in some band, whatever dude that banged Tommy, uh, dude sure. that banged Pam Anderson on the boat. But like, like Motley Crue was never. And honestly, thing. what an epic intro to this guy, by the way, because at that time <laughs> yeah. Pam Anderson, literally hottest thing on earth, and then for he's just sure. like banging her on a boat, like hanging out. You're like, I don't know who this fucking dude is, but yeah. And then like I, I would buy his band too, CD, yeah, right? you know. Yeah, yeah, and they made money off of it afterwards and stuff. For then sure. Tommy Lee really has been the only, like, I'd say bigger than the band, actually, I guess, just to quickly finish up on Tommy Lee, but, like, he really <laughs> has kind of stayed pop culture relevant outside of Motley Crue the band which the rest of them haven't necessarily for sure but whether it's po he's been in a couple reality shows he was in that hilarious Supernova uh -oh. where they tried to like build their own uh, they, they had like a reality show here comes it was uh, him and Metallica like a dude from Metallica and they found a vocalist in a reality show <laughs> fashion by the way here comes <laughs> Liam's top five Tommy Lee moments outside of Motley Crue <laughs> I got this, thing he's trying out alright all right, just uh, sit back and let me give you but uh uh, and then he also did another, like, Tommy <laughs> Lee goes back two. to college. Yeah, it's a top two. Uh, <laughs> so he's, like, stayed, though, a lot more relevant than the other guys. Yeah, you so would, like, that's all would... I know of Motley Crue is yeah, Tommy, Tommy Lee. Lee. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, since I was a kid until fucking the le most recent reality show. And that's a good point, too. But, like, I also, like, recognized all the names. The name, you know what yeah, I mean? Definitely. It was like, oh, Vince Neil. Like, like all right. that's a name. I think yeah, I used to sure. hear, like, the 50-year-old waitress I used to work with, like, talk about this <laughs> yeah, shit, dude. Sure. He's all names. 
Have and you Nikki seen Six Nikki Six on book, Dancing with the Stars? Where I always heard about the Heroin Diaries, the Nikki Six book. So it was like, you're right. They have famous names. However, for us, the whole – it was, and that was another bow rap parallel to me where I kind of looked at them like Bohemian Rhapsody where it was Freddie Mercury and a bunch of schleps. Yeah, I kind of looked at Motley Crue as like they had Tommy Lee and then a bunch of strap hangers that were along for the ride. However, but at least not the case. Queen had like um, – you know, like there's still like Queen songs that like you grow up like Wayne's World, for instance, was like a big Queen thing. Molly Crew is much like to me before watching this movie is much to me like a uh, how I look at most '80s hair bands. It's just like goofy and stupid as fuck. You know what I mean? Which, like, yeah. Like, like sometimes when I talk to people, I pretend like I know more about Van Halen than I really do because that seems like more of a respectable yeah, '80s yeah. band. You're right. But you're still, I'll watch sure. that shit and be like, "This shit's so fucking dumb." Which was actually dude, funny because like, they had the Diamond Dave scene where by that point <laughs> Van Halen was a joke. They were not respected. Yeah. And they were hanging out with Monley Crew, who was the other kind of because they really actually were in the music community though. No, that for sure. I am scene was always movie, like. Yeah. Looked their nose down upon, you know. For sure. But and, uh, I guess we digress because this isn't even Tommy's part of the narrative story. No. But <laughs> yeah, so the movie starts with them a party, and then like I think Nikki Six says something like, "It wasn't always like this, dude." No, that's Tommy. That's the Tommy Lee impression. <laughs> Nikki Six was just like, "It wasn't always like this." <laughs> <laughs> right? No, that was <laughs> like, a good one. Yeah. That was a. It wasn't always like this. It wasn't always like this. Oh, wait, oh yeah. Th- it also goes back into the hallway where Tommy Lee is going down on the girls still. No, like in the middle of the party. In like. the middle of the party, everyone's around. Yeah. But then, like, you know, like, they show the people going around the intro, showing who they yeah, all are. like a one-shot showing all sorts of crazy exactly. shit. Exactly. And right then there. it goes back to the living room, and he's like, Here it comes! And, like, jumps off of her, and just the chick... I don't know. I feel gross even saying, but like <laughs> squirts across yeah. the living room. Yeah, I'm gonna squirts be honest. Her brains out. I was uh, watching this one. You know, taking my notes, watching this movie last night, and uh, I was watching it with my girlfriend. She was semi interested. <laughs> dude, jumped out of her skin when that happened, dude. Like it was yeah. a horror movie. I mean, it, <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> it was shocking, definitely. And I was just like, that's scary. She's like, I wasn't expecting it. I was like, you never do. <laughs> you never do expect. Yeah. She's and, like, what? And yeah, I was like, I'm sure. single now. It was setting the tone as like debaucherous. Party, yeah, right. But yeah. then, like, hardcore pornography just jumps For sure. off with, like, yeah, I've never seen it's like an ejaculation scene. And I guess that really these party sets movies. the like, tone for this movie is it's <laughs> fucking gross. Dude. But it was one of like, the great, lo- like, that was, it was literally squirt, and then, like, this is the story of dirt. And, like, the credits came down. It was, like, for sure. Like, the pre movie intro ended with the chick squirting across the living room, and they were, like, all right, now let's show my childhood. Yeah, literally, the prologue to dirt is the grossest shit exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then they immediately cut to him as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't always like this. And yeah, and then the opening scene, like Nikki Six's origin story, where he's still, uh, I forget his name, little Tony Mulatto Jr. <laughs> yeah. Little Frankie, yeah, Frankie Fernando. Eh? <laughs> Frankie Fernando Jr. And I'm sure there's like, dude, there are like Motley Crue fans out there like, what the fuck are you saying? His name was this and he's from here. But it literally opens like, the opening scene of Rob Zombie's Halloween remake, dude, <laughs> where he's just like this creepy long-haired kid who's getting like slapped around by stepdads, and it was like <laughs> one thing I knew was rock and roll. And even then, like, you know, most of these movies, like I guess, like the mom is kind of like they're talking about the stepdads, but she even just comes in, 
And I love this about like hilarious bad parents in movies, like the alcohol parents. Is like, I mean, this happens in real life, and I'm sorry if it does, <laughs> but like, she comes in the room just like. I'm sorry to compare your real life tragedy to yeah. super villains in movies, but she literally comes in just to, like talk shit to her like ten year old kid. She's yeah. like, "What's up, you little fucker? You thought that all these guys are here? Yeah, it's like, dude, left. why are you even in here like blasting your kid? You have a friend over. Right? Know, there's like, a guy here. Like, you're gonna bang. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> you chase him away. She's like, "You're gonna chase him away like you did your father." But I was like, "Dude, you're the one." That brought this guy in this room like what are you guys doing yeah. in here he's like watch this I'm gonna go he's by himself listening kid. to fucking rock and he's not bothering anybody like, you know what I mean? hey, he's just rocking he's not asking for a ride to the movies for fuck's sake yeah and she's like where did you get this shit like oh stealing you, you don't want your kids stealing really <laughs> but it, it, but anyway like all of this goes a long way to establish the fact that uh, oh, yeah. and the he just has a, a horrible yeah. childhood yeah he had a bad childhood and he also pulled out a knife okay, so yes. I was like is he gonna kill his parents <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. because again I don't know anything about Motley Crue really so I was like oh did Nikki Six kill his mom <laughs> like in self defense in real life dude but no, he just like cuts himself, like which a- is a crazy real story. He like cuts his knife on his arm to get his mom locked up, mm. and the whole cops come and everything. And then like he pretty much uh, just like makes it cuts a deal with her. It was like, yeah. look, bitch, I don't want to go in foster care. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm he, Michael. Like, Myers. bullies himself yeah. into like, yeah. She's like, all right, like I'll fucking you know. Yeah, Nikki Six's real name in real life you. is Michael Myers Jr. He's like, <laughs> oh, I never met my dad. And he's, uh, but then, uh, yeah, then he like he leaves home. Flash forward to a couple years, he's older now. He's uh, got his weird haircut, and uh, <laughs> he changes his. He's like, "That was the day." Oh no, he leaves home, calls his dad in the most cliche way, like the cliche movie thing ever. Yeah, he was just like, "I'm always chasing ghosts, bruh." And then like calls his dad's dad, was like, "Lose this number, whatever." But then he changes his name to Nikki Six. Yeah. Why? Yeah, you never explained no why. Establishing like, there's no that, like, for background. Sure. Like, well, like, yeah, six yeah. was always that my lucky number. That was the last time I ever used that name. And it shows yeah. him, like, handing the, the uh, you know, paperwork over. Yeah, and even the Nikki DMV six. lady's like, Nikki Six. Yeah, exactly. It's like, no yeah. reason as to why. But so that sets up Nikki Six. He even does tough life, cliche cuts thing though, where he burns his old ID. <laughs> and I just wish, like in any movie, someone would be like, "Um, sir, you can't do that in here. Like, what yeah. are you doing?" In a post nine eleven world, it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah. You can't be burning federal documents and yeah, back government then, buildings. When you were done with shit, you just <laughs> set it on fire. In the office. you can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. So then it cuts to literally like a hilarious takeover of the narration, mm. where all of a sudden Tommy Lee's like, "If you thought I was gonna let him narrate the whole <laughs> yeah, thing, yeah, you're yeah. wrong, bro." Well, dude. Like, <laughs> and again, and if Steve-O was a little younger, I think he would have been the ultimate Tommy Lee. <laughs> What's that, dude? Like, I mean, Machine Gun Kelly kills it as just like a dopey dude. He really you know does. I mean, like, because again, the only person drummer, that we knew about you know, was Tommy Lee. So I, for sure. like, I was like, dude, this guy's nailing it. So then it establishes him as it. having like a great, loving, uh, regular childhood. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Grow up playing the drums or whatnot. And uh, just, you know, kind of establishes him as, like, being a pretty regular guy. Parents, yeah, regular. Sister, exactly. Mom's making dinner. <laughs> he does show up, I guess, in the scene when he's a little bit older, when they cut from his little childhood to being a little bit older, to literally going out in his uh, sister's leopard print shoes. Uh, leopard pants, leopard pants, baby. <laughs> from the intro. But is literally wearing his sister's pants. But uh, all in all, like a suburban, nice family. He's, I mm-hmm. guess. And then uh, they don't, however, give narration scenes to uh, Vince. Or Mick, however, at nope. this point, no, 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 no. <laughs> they no, no, showed no. those guys stories, and then they're like, and then this was Vince, and that was Mick. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> every now and then, uh, every now and then, uh, Mick uh, breaks the fourth wall. 
He'll just like look and be like, "That remember any of this?" <laughs> He's like, "All right, yeah." Man, like again, him are covering, you, him you covering his Jimmy tracks Cricket? for his new wife. Is well, like, it's also like the funniest way because I was even thinking when I was watching this, I was like, "Dude, is this really how these two met?" That like he Tommy Lee went to Nikki Six's like show when he was in the band London. Yeah. And then afterwards, he was in a diner and he was just like, "Yo, man, you guys rule!" And he's like, "Yo, dude, you have drumsticks. Want to start a band?" Yeah. Like, well, Fuck well, well yeah. we just broke up, and I need a drummer. Yeah. Like it very quickly from there, uh, from those two like opening narration scenes I'd say they kind of do like a shotgun where there's like a 15 minute montage span where they introduce the other two members hold an audition do a montage with them rising and the next thing you know they're like superstars I say R.I.P. <laughs> to the uh, one of the three founding members of Xmas was uh, Kyle Gast from Tenacious D it was oh, like yeah, the hippie long hair guy who's just like <laughs> whoa guys I cannot keep up with these wild tracks yeah. uh, I guess that's true they do just kind of show that the band from the point where well, they put an ad in the mail. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They literally put out like an ad and hold auditions and it really shows how <laughs> manufactured the band was from like a music standpoint. And the whole hair metal like we were talking about is kind of like the and the music scene, they look down their nose at it. But there's literally a scene where they're like, Now we need to go out of our way to like wear makeup and do things to get a name for ourselves. We'll hold an audition to get somebody that's like extremely hard and like they like yeah. they're looking for like a rude, aggressive guitar. Well, a couple things about that they too. were like very calculated. They're like, Oh, we need a heartthrob lead singer. Like I know a guy that was really oh, no. hot in high school sure, we'll get like, him and it was like how everything was famous? very yeah. calculated on how to like make a famous band and it was not like a tale of like old friends from the neighborhood that were playing music no. it was like, just we like become famous. yes we need prototypical drummer star quality frontman. let's find like a hardcore guitar guy and some of that boom was lost band on me made. too because like i had to realize it but like when they first get in Vince Neil at like the party, like whatever party he's playing in his and cover band, and all the band. chicks are swooning over, yeah, him. and he's just like the three of them are like the three goth kids, and I was like, wait, wasn't that like every like rock and roller dressed <laughs> in the eighties? Like, why do they look yeah. so fucking weird? Yeah, yeah. I was like, this is not how everyone looks, <laughs> and even when they do their first show, and it's the hilarious like movie fuck up where like Tommy's drum cymbal falls under come on Tommy get oh, it together yeah, yeah. but like the XOXO difficulty scene <laughs> they're yeah exactly dude they're in though like what they're saying like the rock band like oh, oh like London just played here last week London looked kind of punky yeah yeah but they, oh, they're they, all over the sunset they strip they so uh, ridiculous scene. compared to like the audience like I <laughs> get why the audience is laughing I was like dude who are these fucking mooks like, yeah, are you yeah, kidding for me sure. but I was like dude that doesn't make isn't sense isn't that how like, like all of them dress yeah, like, guns and every picture I've yeah, seen like, is like poison, a bunch all of all those fucking stupid girls dressed like Madonna right and then like all these guys are the preppies they showed like 90s grunge kids like like who are these losers they do what they time Travel, what's going on yeah. here? That's very true, actually. And they did they, have an epic first show. And then they I guess. fight, and they, yeah. everyone's like, "Oh fuck yeah!" Their first shows with like their first show starts with them getting booed, and then Nikki Six smashing his guitar over an audience member's head, and a big bra, bra breaking out. Yeah. To which ends with the crowd chanting the band's name, and then like rocks out. By all the way, was that like Brian that would Poo- ever was that Brian Poussain that started <laughs> that chant? I think it was like Great that call. call. It was, it was like. Fucking Motley Crue! <laughs> and I was like, I was like, yeah! Great call. I think that, it was, yeah, I think it was like a great, like, cameo for his. I had to go back and look, but I was like, I think but I was dude, if you were, like, watching like some that. shitty, ridiculous band that you hated, which they're establishing that the audience does, then they smash somebody with that, like, over there with a the guitar and yeah. fucking fight half the crowd. Did you smash somebody over there like, with a the guitar like these that? guys and watch... Like, they killed that guy. <laughs> yeah. Like, they murdered their, somebody. Their legend might grow, and after that, they'd get a name for themselves and be popular, but the crowd members that just got assaulted aren't going to fucking <laughs> yeah, cheer no. and, like, rock on. 
But, but that's, that kicks off the montage yeah. pre nine eleven, <laughs> and that literally it goes from them fighting a crowd to and then that kicks off the montage of their rise to fame. Next thing you know. Gets to another very like unestablished scene where then it kind of takes you to them being rock stars about to go out into a sold out like L.A. forum. We finally made it our big show. They didn't establish who they were playing. Like you kind of know that they must be supporting some other big rock star. Yeah, they're opening for yeah. somebody, right? But like, you would figure, well, know, but it doesn't really sign by that point. I think Pete Davidson already signed them by that point. Yeah, I, think, I guess at some point during he the montage, I think that Pete was Davidson. like their first big tour. No, I think they, they ended up opening for Ozzy on that tour because that was when they meet Ozzy oh, after that. For but it's like sure they, they should have been like, this is your dude. scene opening. Like, yeah, exactly. So it's just like they're making it out to seem like it's their headlining thing, but as, as a fan, you're sitting there going, that can't be true. Yeah, of course, they had a first had a supporting, you know, just like knowing how music works yeah. so you're like this can't be accurate and then a couple minutes later comes the big Ozzy cameo where they establish that they're you're on right, tour though, with Ozzy you're right they do just show like the Motley Crue thing on like the Major D okay. you know what I mean so you're Can right I but they don't get they... to one other huge takeaway from this movie that you just brought up okay. the fact that it's the Motley Crue uh-huh. my whole life of knowing this band and also using the term of like roughnecks, look at this motley crew working as a bartender. Sure, yeah, of course. My whole life, I've thought that it was Montley with an N. I've pronounced that Montley crew my entire life. So when they turned the paper around and it was Motley crew, I had the most shocked rock reaction. <laughs> I was like, Motley crew? <gasps> Fuck yeah! Makes sense. <laughs> but I had no idea. About that I thought it was Motley crew the whole when time. When he does anyway. turn it around. They even uh, <laughs> he does turn around and Nikki Six is just like, hold on, bro, one more thing, yeah. and like it shows him working on it, and he turns around and we don't, as the audience, don't get to see it, but like Tommy Lee and everyone else is like, whoa, whoa dude, yeah, yeah. and then cut to the Maitre D, like the marquee, and it's just two dots yeah, yeah. or four dots the above him, like, like what the fuck? Right and they it really were did rocket though, they were it was blown like, away when he turned that page around. They're like, it really did add to it though. It really made it that like. And I'm gonna be honest, my vote was for Forsky. <laughs> I, uh, for Tommy Lee's hilarious yeah, and the four, we need to start a Motley Crue cover band yeah, the, Foreskins. the Foreskins I clearly got vocals with my Nick uh, Mars looks so pissed he's like that's a bad band name man and fail I guess it did shut up Ramsey. by the way like as we mentioned the establishing characters it established <laughs> Nikki Six to be the I mean uh, Vince Neil to be like the heartthrob sex like pussy hound guy yeah, yeah. and uh, Mick Mars to be they claim to, that he's the old guy even though he looks the exactly same exactly the same age <laughs> and you're right we did forget that they both do have quick little narrating parts like Vince Neil is just like I never plan on calling those guys but I did make a really <laughs> quick turnaround yeah yeah but uh I guess that's true oh, what's his and name and then uh, the other day but Ramsey Bolton Mick Mars was just like and I have bone cancer <laughs> it's like what the fuck <laughs> exactly they literally you're right they literally give him a 10 second narrative scene there's someone who's being an old grump and he's just like <laughs> no I'm trying to show these young kids the deal even though I've got a degenerative bone <laughs> yeah, disease like dude. been back to Tommy Lee snorting <laughs> coke yeah. Like, like, wait, what? It was like, what? Oh, what? But it did give them very defined <laughs> personalities and oh. roles in the band. Kind of like a uh, Motley Crue. <laughs> <Leo. laughs> yes, exactly. But I felt that that was something that Bo Rap really never did. Like, Bo Rap was a movie that I fucking saw it a couple months ago. I couldn't name one band member outside of Freddie Mercury. However, this movie really gives them all, like, Robert definitive. Uh, definitive. I think he's from The Who. But gives them definitive. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but gives them definitive. Definitive, like personality traits and hilarious, like you know, not necessarily yeah, no. subplots, but like you know, traits, like uh, characteristics that you can find, kind of no fall main into. Character. I mean, there <laughs> kind of was like 
but every start, like, I kind of felt it was Nikki Six, but I was like realizing that they all wrote the book together too. Like, yeah. really helps like the narrative of the story because For sure. it's funny because you know, let's be honest, like Vince Neil is probably like supposedly should be the protagonist. He's the front man. You know what I mean? But having all of them yeah, write yeah. the book together, like, wow, we were all equally important. Yeah. Like, no, I mean, I guess the thing, unlike Queen... I guarantee Mick Mars was replaceable. <laughs> <laughs> I guess unlike there, Queen, dude, like... they just weren't good enough to, like, their music was equally part shitty. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, none of them really achieved greatness. So they were just kind of like a mediocre band that they all took equal parts in. But anywho, right. we're getting sidetracked. Yeah, they're we're on tour sidetracked. with Ozzy. They're on tour. So here's the big Pete Ozzy Davidson scene. signs into a yeah, Pete, they, label, they, right? Pete Davidson is their manager. Who also hilariously breaks the fourth wall because like well i think nikki six fucks pete davidson's girlfriend <laughs> and like vince is like vince neil vince from honoraj and vince neil was like hey man we just got signed by their label you shouldn't do that and he's like only if he finds out and <laughs> pete davidson just has this hilarious he's like i did find out well, years later and I it hurt it. my feelings <laughs> it was yeah. like they no, will Pete fuck Davidson your girlfriend. <laughs> the uh, stereotypical nerdy record exec mm-hmm. that they're always like literally punching in the balls yeah. and like who loves uh, the music but he's not quite part of the scene. <laughs> exactly, and they're always fucking uh, razzing him. They're always fucking. By the way, I think that's him. a great Davidson. I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, you're crushing that Davidson. In fact, the rest of the podcast. Who do we? Oh my god, Pete Davidson just walked in. <laughs> hey guys, how but, are you? Uh, <laughs> But anyway, so we've got the big Aussie scene. Mm-hmm. This was one of the big like things that we talked that you heard so much about was the big Aussie scene. Kind of comes out randomly because it shows a party you know, with a lot of rock stars before that too. I think they're like blowing coke with David Lee Roth. You know what I mean? Like the frame <laughs> falls on David Lee yeah. Roth at some point. So you know that you know like they are partying with rock stars. They're getting established. They're hanging out. They're opening for Aussie. Big Aussie scene comes in, right? Yeah. So like, yeah. So, so <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah. And then, so what were your thoughts about the Aussie scene? The Aussie scene was, uh, it was ruined for me, kind of, by uh, Ron the Waiter, of course. Because, <laughs> like, that was his big sell in this movie. He's like, you've seen the debt? He's yeah. like, no, I haven't seen it. It's about Molly Crew. Nah, I don't really care. <laughs> oh, my God, though. There's a scene with Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. And he, like, tells me. He, he snorts ants. And I was yeah. like, oh, fuck, gnarly. <laughs> Much under character for him. He didn't tell me the rest of that disgusting fucking. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's like definitely you heard all about it. Them storting the ants, and like you heard, it's like a very just like they're crazy rock yeah. stars being rockers, and, and everything like, before that is hilarious. Him walking out that dollar bill up his ass, the funniest <laughs> thing in the world. Yeah. It's yeah. like a piggy yeah, bank he, in here. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hilarious, dude. yeah, for sure. But then, so then he like you know, then he literally is just talking to the band, getting mm-hmm. like starts giving them kind of like a pep talk, then just hops off the the, <laughs> the diving board, gets on the ground, really out of nowhere. Starts uh, snorting line of vents, then gets up, takes a piss on the floor, and starts licking it up. Everyone's got a drink. <laughs> yeah, which really, like, you know, you heard so much about, like, the scene, and you thought that it was going to kind of, like, establish this hard partying rock star whole thing. It really just made them all out to seem, like, demented Gross. fucking, yeah. Or like, hot take, man. It also made it seem like the fucking guy that made all of the jackass movies directed this movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that seemed like a very yeah. jackass thing to include. Well, the Ozzy Ant story respect- is very like a famous urban legend, just like him biting the head off of the the bird. I looked at the trivia I mean? on this too, and Ozzy Osbourne, although never denying this happened, he's never said no, that never happened. He just says he doesn't remember, he doesn't doing, remember it. doing it. Yeah. I was like, oh, so but it wasn't like in happened. the middle of them parting. It's like, come here, boys, let me talk to you. And then he like 
Trumbles, mumbles off, then gets down and does Whoa. it. It wasn't like in the middle of a crazy party no, somewhere. they were like, like recovering at the pool. The you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So it was just like a very kind of just like random. And again, it did not. This was one but scene in the movie that goes into the pep step. talk that he's giving them. He's like, "This is you guys' well, first big like tour." A real pep talk. No, he's like, like, "It'll you know. fuck this shit. Will fuck you up if you let it get yeah, carried yeah, away." Yeah. And then showing them and how. Shows them for sure. like, look, and this is Ozzy, literally the craziest rock star ever. Like, and this is still blonde hair Ozzy Osbourne. You know what I mean? Got thrown out of Sabbath. So, yeah. but it was just like a very weird, you know. It just came off more disturbing than anything. They're literally peeing on the ground and getting down and like drink, like licking it off the ground. Yeah, it's insane. It wasn't rock star. It was like you said, just gross. Just gross. You know, just like really and like very fucking disgusting. I was really yeah. looking forward to the Ozzy scene. Yeah. And like I said, I thought the movie was going to be a lot more uh, entouragey. And like you did say, there was a couple other rock star cameos. Now there's yeah. finally a scene where they're talking Ozzy. So I thought this was going to be a huge part of the movie. Hilarious run. This is pretty much the last celebrity. In Encounter for the most part, yeah, and it was more not like big party, the Lockley big, hard, big party craziness. It was just like, wow, that's kind of demented. Like, I don't know if I like these guys anymore. Yeah, that was really <laughs> I've kind of turned on these roads and these sociopaths, but. <laughs> but even like you said too Because there's one point Their manager or agent Was just like I managed Kiss Another time Where they randomly Break the fourth wall He was like Hey guys I've managed Kiss This band This band This band And they all like Rock starred Because like That's what a rock star Was supposed to do He was like Molly Crew Did this because They just did it yeah. But kind of like What you were saying earlier It was like no, they fucking didn't. They put a crew together to become a famous <laughs> yeah, bad yeah. boy band. Yeah, no, like, they literally since day one were like, we've got to push the envelope. Exactly. Crazy. Like they sure. literally did. And they were like ran hammer earlier. of gods and did what Zeppelin yeah. did. You know, ten years earlier through a TV but on a valet car. I guess at this point though, it did kind of like I said. Now you're established. Like wow, these guys really are. They're uh, something. They really are pushing it to pushing the envelope. I guess from here on, there was the like we just covered the big rise to fame montage. It wasn't so much of a montage. I'd say. But there was like a five to ten minute scene sequence that went in between all of the characters showed more or less them hitting like some level of rock bottom where it was from like the Aussie scene to then it kind of showed the thing that you were talking about where Nikki Six banged the manager's girlfriend and didn't mm. really care. Vince Neil is like with his pregnant wife. Then he's banging some other chick. Exactly. Uh, I forget what. What's uh, the rock star way? No, Another for sure. They, do, they don't really focus too much on like their wives or like social life like no, they're no, very yeah. much implied that they have them for sure but they but don't like, really care they're about a very them. big subplot but of the movie for sure uh then it shows mickey has a scene mick literally has a scene where they just back refer to like oh i can't get up my back hurts they like make a reference to the yeah. fact he's still struggling with that then they get into tommy where they showed that i guess um Vince Neil or Nikki Six, I forget which one of them, but one of them was fucking Tommy Nikki Lee's fiance. Nikki Six fucks his okay. fiance. Nikki Six fucks Tommy Vince Lee's fiance. Vince Lee's fiance. Yeah. yeah, okay. So Nikki Six fucks Tommy Lee's fiance while Tommy Lee's like parents are there <laughs> at the show to meet him, and it's like this whole. So they're establishing that they're just Although like it kind depraved, of implies awful that Nikki Six didn't know it was Tommy Lee's fiance. <laughs> I like to no, think. No, I think that's like you meet Tommy's fiance, and he's like zoinks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like from uh, the Aussie scene, it. Never now really paints them all to be very unlikable because like at first that the whole partying rock star scene is very glamorized now it's like geez these guys are going off the rails then it shows tommy like the next scene it shows tommy like uh you know him uh, uh him with his fiance introducing mm-hmm. him to the parents after nikki six bucks or or whatnot then he is she has a weird run-in with the mom she's on the bus to her bus afterwards and she's uh calling tommy's mom your the mom's C-word. the cunt <laughs> yeah, yeah all right. oh, we're, we're just <laughs> the C-word we're 
drawing the line at the yeah, C yeah. word. She's she's dropping the. Uh, she's calling her. Mu- she's saying, saying the F word <laughs> to Tommy. Yeah, saying the C word. But Tommy pretty much says like, "Don't say that about my mom." One more, one more C word from this broad. Fucking winds up and just punches her in the face. Says, "I'm gonna throw you off the bus." Yeah. Punches her in the face, like storms off to his room, and then that's the last you ever see of the chick. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's what happened in real life too. This last you ever saw of her. In real life, though, it's a little more hardcore. I looked this one up. He actually uh, broke her jaw, uh, knocked most of her front teeth out, and threw her out of a moving limo. He did throw her out. <laughs> wow. But literally threw her out of the fucking movie. Again, she called his mom a cunt. <laughs> Repeatedly. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, but so it establishes very much that they're like unlikable characters even though even the but scene where he punched her in the movie like the face over because i it guess is. going back to that too you're, like you're it right. does like and like even tommy lee's intro he's just like i was raised in a small little town by not eugene levy my dad right <laughs> but it's like dude no way dude you're a dirtball man like yeah, you're not yeah, like a sure. good kid who's no, just like got carried sure, away sure. you suck man like <laughs> like i would not be excited to meet tommy lee in real life i'll no, put it that way that's true I mean? like, they don't yeah for sure i would say what's up to him and give him the new york like oh tommy lee about how the fact that they lived this overindulgent, debaucherous, like mm-hmm. depraved rock star lifestyle, and they're all still alive to tell about it. You know what I mean? But they don't really—they make them out to seem like they were depraved assholes while they were doing it. You know what well, I mean? Well, like, so. and then any good, like, good time movie too. Like you said, you started kind of like not rooting for him, but then any movie like this, you need a middle part where like, oh, things aren't—they weren't always number one. <laughs> And I guess it happens because right before this, they meet Razzle, the famous drummer, 80s drummer, right? Yeah, yeah. Razzle doesn't give a shit about getting blue jobs from the table right on. <laughs> Fuck yeah. But, like, all this partying debauchery comes to, like, for a head sure, because sure. Vince, and again, they don't have anyone to do this, but they're at a party and, like, much like you or I would do, they're like, we're out of booze. We'll go on a beer run. Like, yeah, what? Yeah. <laughs> what? Vince Neil and Razzle? Vince like, going on the beer yeah, run? Like, yeah. dude, there's nobody there that can go on the beer run. I like, mean, I'm sure that's accurate, though. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure that is how the Razzle, you know, crash happens anyway. Dude, but... there's someone that, like, seen people partying and whatnot. I mean, they were going off to blow coke and didn't want people following <laughs> them. You know what I mean? Or that's smoke true. a blunt in the yeah, car. Yeah, yeah, that's they were true. not just going on a beer run. Beer run probably meant like you know yeah, drug run. We're gonna or go fuck some prostitutes sure, yeah. real fast or like do something crazy. <laughs> That's true. There's no way they're like anyone else needs something a burrito, <laughs> sixer, or, uh, a sixer for Tommy. Okay. I think McDonald's is still open if you want me to go to Taco Bell or like no fucking way, dude. But Starburst and White Owls, they were fucked up. Vince Neil was driving all drunk. Fucking car plows right into him. Yes. Razzle gives him some hilarious This was actually, words. I felt, an amazingly, not to like, not even being sarcastic, I thought a super cool, amazing car crash sequence scene. Well, I think we're laughing over a lot of this movie, too. There are some great fucking moments there really is. in this like, movie. Like, cinematically, like, high-level shit. And I thought that this death, uh, that the death Razzle scene was fucking really, really cool and well done. They, you know, showed the car kind of going out of control, crazy accident, mm-hmm. flashed to, like, the destruction of the car. Then they show Razzle in the car. Like, in his like, lap. holy shit, in his lap. Like, holy shit, we escaped a big one, like, man. That, that was, was crazy, fucking bro. crazy. I thought it was going to pan down and, like, show his, like, legs all twisted. Or like something For sure. fucking crazy. And again, this but... is another thing that Devin keeps on bringing up, but we know nothing about the band. So I don't know if Nikki Six exactly. made it or not. I yeah. literally don't know if he died. But Razzle's in his lap going like, holy shit, man, that was close. Like, mm-hmm. we really escaped a big one. Look at all the lights. They're coming to get us. And there's a very weird, ominous feeling. Yes. Yeah. Nikki Six, there's lights in the foreground, and Nikki Six is talking about him. Like, you get the reference it's towards Vince, the Not light. Nikki Six, I mean, Vince. Yes, Vince, Vince, Vince I'm sorry. And you get the reference towards their 
guiding to the light, but Razzle's in his lab talking about how, like, it's crazy that we made yeah, we're it. Good, we're good. Then they fucking flash to Razzle. They, the cop shows up, flashes this uh, flashlight, yeah. and they show Razzle. They peel back to Razzle, like, bloody, opened eye. Razzle's fucked. Razzle was never alive, <laughs> no. dude. That was just Vince, like, hallucinating yes, or, like, sure. being concussed. Like, and that was great, too, because sure. I was like, oh, man, did Razzle make it? And I thought it was going to be, like, one of those classic, kind of like you were saying, I don't know anything about it. I thought it was going to be one of those classic, like, wheelchair guys from the 80s, but, like, drugs, fuck, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Razzle sure. was fucked. Yeah, also, yeah. I have to look up, because I guess there's going to be people out here that are listening to this. They're going to be like, why do these guys not know about Molly Crew? <laughs> I don't know who Razzle is. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I like had to write down Razzle so I could sound like I knew who, like Razzle was. He seemed like he was in a band. I yeah, had to look yeah. up the fact that he was a drummer, but I was like, good enough. I, I didn't know that reading. he played with Iggy Pop. Honestly, I just uh... See, I just learned that. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. Do they no, say I that just, in the movie at some point? I don't even think so. They yeah. say that he plays with like the Han- like the Hanoi's or whatever the okay. uh, the band that he was in was in. But you're right, dude. I knew nothing, nothing about, about Razzle. it. And honestly, for anybody that's like it, it, like you know outraged that we don't know it about Molly, go fuck yourself. This isn't the Beatles. Yeah, all right? Like I know that this if, isn't if, the sublime like, if, for sure. Like yeah, if, yeah. if you don't know every fact about Allison Chains, I'm not going to be up in arms. It's like a fucking random. You also, know, saying that just to be on a side note, where is the sublime biopic, dude? Like, <laughs> yeah, true. No book for me to put on the list. Yeah, you know, Noah's on that. <laughs> uh, expect the uh, Netflix and chat. Bradley uh, owns the rights, but <laughs> yeah. And he died with him. <laughs> but yeah, but also this movie then, okay, so then Vince Neil so is it was charged super with. cool scene, though, anyway. It is a really cool scene. But then they charge Vince Neil, or Vince McNeil, or Vince Neil. Yeah, Vince Neil. With, uh, so Vince Neil makes it, Razzle doesn't. Yeah, Vince, Vince Neil gets charged with. Uh, vehicular manslaughter while being drunk. Boom. What do you think? I was like, oh, he's probably going to go to jail for like 20 years or something. The band get back together. <laughs> 30 days in jail. Yeah, 30 days in jail. They said that. 19, sir. Razzle, uh, Razzle, died. Razzle died. The other two people in the other car accident Severely critically injured. injured critically they injured. said. So, like, you know what I mean? A super fucking hard wreck. Now, did the people hit them or did he hit them? It, it looks like he kind sell. of like swerved out of control. It was his yeah. fault, you know. Yeah, what I mean? like, Come on, <laughs> and all well, fairness, maybe they that's their how, signal you know, Maybe that's how he got off on it. You know, yeah, maybe no, it was it. those people's fault. Maybe for they sure. did hit him. He just happened sure. to be drunk. I met a guy in DUI school that got fucking arrested <laughs> just for that, dude. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Some but, guy ran a red light, hit him. He got a DUI. You know, what but I mean? that was Shit definitely happens. the big, uh, the first kind of like act one ended with the car crash. Yeah, boom, big hit. But hurrah. also they do one of those things narratively at this point too, where like uh, Nikki Six starts taking over the uh, the uh, monologuing, you know, okay, the, the narrating. And uh, the movies do this sometimes, and they do it right at the same point. Like Nikki uh, Vince goes to jail, and they're like, "Ooh, for 19 days." And then Nikki Six is like. I never visited my buddy in jail. He was my brother. But <laughs> yeah. I was too busy spending time with my lady. My best lady. Yes. My only lady. Yeah. Heroin. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> and this was one thing that I did know was coming when it was setting it up. Wait, because you they had not showed book. them yeah, with Because yeah. uh, they had not shown them with the girl. But you know about the... Or I knew about the book. So right yeah. as he started saying, like, and I, because of this girl, I met my true love. I was like, oh, drug montage yeah, coming here up. We go. And that's pretty much what happened. But also, dude, your man was in jail for for 19 days it's not that big of a deal he didn't go visit him. Was like, he was there for years never saw my buddy in jail <laughs> know, right? never saw what he went through but he never really uh 
I think he was in the hospital for a long time as well and whatnot himself. Oh, sure. He yeah. was all, but, but again, he very really, skipped over by sure. the movie. Like, no, all like the non-fun parts. Like, Ew, no, we don't want to see him going through like body <laughs> exactly. rehab. Like, exactly. He's here for 19 days. Let's watch Nikki Six do heroin. Start, yeah, they introduced that to the movie. And a lot of the Nikki Six heroin scenes as well were in kind of like a cool deep dark like heroin room that the camera yeah. would kind of zoom into and he would be there doing weird kind of creepy Not heroin activities you know? i know i'm kind of jumping around here but again like what we were saying too it kind of goes like and i guess doesn't like just jump around it just shows him doing heroin a <laughs> lot right yeah. although one funny thing i guess I mean. not even to jump around so it implies that Nikki six is doing a lot of heroin like liam saying very cool artistic scenes of him like being those classic like, heroin danny kind of things and just like getting fucked up but then Vince Neal gets out of jail, like talks with him all, and they're like, "All right, like we should rehearse. <laughs> yeah. Get back on tour." And he's like, "Vince, come on, you want to do a bump?" And Vince Neal's like, "I just got out of jail, bro." Fuck yeah, I'll do a bump. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like already like yeah. down to party. No, like, they like bump. they kind of bully. They peer pressure him into doing a bump of coke. He's like, "Cool, cool, I'll yeah. do it, bro. I'll, I'll do, do a bump it. of coke, bro." And then he does the line and just starts like puking. And is like, "What was that, bro?" And he's like. Oh, you just did heroin. And it's <laughs> like, what the gotcha. fuck? Gotcha. And like, they all, yeah. I was like, why are you pranking him like that? He did just get out of jail. There was literally a, a Family Guy fucking thing like that where they give him, they give him <laughs> yeah. prank heroin gum where they immediately get it. And it was the same thing. It was just like, gotcha. Yeah. Now you can do heroin right out of jail. <laughs> so pissed about it. And rightfully so. I know, yeah. But then I think... Uh, so then I, that kind of starts then the Nikki kind of the next segment of the movie, I'd say, is focuses on Nikki's drug problem. Nikki's they drug quickly problem. go from, I guess, to jump back they go from tommy punching that chick in the face <laughs> never acknowledge her again nope. never show tommy saying i'm sorry or he regretted anything. he was not they, sorry. Uh, yeah she called his mom a cunt the next scene tommy's in he's at like one of these hollywood parties mm. when well vince is like right after the accident he's at a hollywood party meets heather locklear they kind of establish that they start a romance <laughs> yeah. and that's the next scene yeah. like two scenes later he's marrying heather dude i'm getting married will you be my best man <laughs> and like nikki six is just like yeah, yeah. So then that the, the scene, yeah. So then Play the next big scene. <laughs> that's pretty much it. That's yeah, pretty much the next big scene. The next big thirty minutes of the movie. I memorized every line. Is uh, <laughs> is uh, Nikki Six's heroin abuse taking over Tommy and Heather Locklear's wedding? Yeah, where he was. <laughs> where he's pretty much pulling a Devin for the. Yeah. Uh, I'm doing the rest of the podcast <laughs> like this. What, oh, yeah. well, what if Pete Davidson shows yeah. up? Was it a nice wedding? <laughs> <laughs> But he does. He does the classic, like, ruin his buddy's wedding because he's so fucked yeah, up yeah, on heroin. Can't get up and of course, speech. dude, who's he's always looking there for the pictures? They There's don't imply whole... why, because even then he's like, Nikki, you too fucked up to do this? And he's like, anyone else can do this? Why is Vince Neil so quick to say no? He's yeah, like, don't, don't look, look at me, at me dude. Bro. It's like, yeah. what the fuck? Why? You guys were the you only, like, high school friends that yeah, knew each exactly. other. <laughs> and of course, he's always looking to get a little spotlight action. Old yeah, Nick Mars sure. is like, I'll fucking do it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. If I could only stand up with my cancer back. <laughs> <laughs> but what a Molly crew. So, uh, so then that's kind of like the next where uh, Vince – oh, so then Vince Neil, I guess it goes from the wedding where he ruins the wedding to more heroin dancing. Yeah, well then – Where he ultimately ODs. ODs. And again, like Liam was saying that I've been saying, not knowing anything about Motley Crue. <laughs> and they pronounce him dead on the TV. He yeah. overdosed and they're like, Nikki Six dead here. And it's I was true. like, oh, no shit. For sure. 
Jiggy Six is dead. In another super cool cinematic scene, actually two super cool cinematic scenes where they show Nikki Six, like they showed the news pronouncing him dead, and mm-hmm. then they showed like a kind of a purgatory scene where Nikki Six is talking. He like makes his phone recording, like, "Hey, this is Nikki Six. You won't talk to me because I'm dead now." Yeah. And like they really imply that he's dead. And then he's and, talking uh, to John Lennon and Heaven, <laughs> and Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> yeah, but they uh, which would have been awesome. Whoa, rock and roll Heaven, bro. What's this about? <laughs> but then. Uh, so then they cut, but then they cut to like him in the ambulance getting like a double adrenaline shot, which was oh, another super cool. By the scene. best EMS guy ever, Nikki Six is in my ambulance, yeah. not today. <laughs> That's true. She's like, yeah, definitely, like a fucking lethal yeah. weapon. Uh, or like EMS Nick Cage and uh, like that crazy movie, his EMS driver. Nikki Six is in dynamite, ambulance, and fucking shoves two adrenaline shots in his heart. Yeah, he <laughs> pops up with fucking two like Pulp Fiction, fucking with two. Uh, fucking adrenaline needles out of his mm-hmm. chest. Then they cut back to him in like the den talking about how he actually made it. Actually, and the th- whole way that it was sequenced and put out, it was super cool. And like Devin's was saying, really I knew good. nothing like, if, he, if he made it or, or didn't until they literally were like commenting like when they showed him in the next scene, I was like, well, I guess he actually made it. Yeah. No, even that too because he even talks to the next scene like, alright, I'm cleaning up after this. Like, I just got home. had stabs my heart. That's what I told myself. And then he shot up again. That's true. And I was like, wow, this is fucking wild. Yes. I really was like into it. I was like, this is really For fucking sure. wild. And another cool like, artistic scene that with him like, waking up with the bloody needle in his arm. You're like, yeah. oh, so he OD'd this time. That's like, exactly what I was going to say. It's like, oh, this is when he dies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, no. Because it's all happening so close to so close together. As of this recording, Nikki Six is still alive. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Could have easily been dead. But... Uh, I guess so. Yeah, they established then that that was his ultimately not the first OD, but the second potential OD was like his actual rock bottom. Mm-hmm. Where then they do a team trip to rehab. Yeah, where and all the members of crew, like, right? Everyone has to be sober. Else I can't be around it. Yeah. Like, and it turns out everybody wanted to be sober too. Really? Yeah. Fucking Mitchell was doing heroin right out of jail. Fucking to Tommy Lee's never slowed yeah. down. Well, it goes in narratively to Tommy Lee too. He's like, rehab's the worst, dude. <laughs> not in it at all. <laughs> Actually, that's true too because they did a good job. Though at going back and forth between lighthearted and heavy like this, like mm-hmm. these scenes were really good and heavy. But then it would cut to the scene where it was like, Tommy, you wonder what really life's really like on the road, where it just oh, goes dude, to like a super awesome a montage scene, of like dude. a POV scene of just Tommy Lee having like an amazing twenty-four hour <laughs> party spin. Th- one of the best yeah, scenes in the movie, cool scene as well. But I guess I'm they saying they really like, did an amazing job. Like so we're really talking about this movie, a, and I guess like objectively, that's one of these things. This movie never really like figured out what it was doing, dude. Where it would be different scenes like that, where it'd be first person view, break the fourth wall. Yeah. Now this guy narrates. Now this guy narrates. It now was, it's yeah, serious. Sure. Now it's like a real movie. Now I'm gonna break the fourth wall. Now this crazy story. Now for I'm gonna sure. look at the cameras. Like what the fuck? It was a little Pick all over the place, but it worked though. I it feel really because it really just kept it moving, and it was like at the end of the day, just like a a rock, uh, a party infused story. You know what I mean? To this point, anyway, not really yeah. much hard drama is coming. I guess that'll come. And I guess Let's just finish going. up running yeah. through. So yeah. he uh, he makes the band go to rehab. Fucking guess who's not having a great time doing this? Vince Neil, who like should be on board for because sure. He he's been the one that ra- killed two people. Fucking, fucking harassed, sure. man. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. But so they uh, he breaks. They're Tommy's now on like a, a sober time. tour, mm-hmm. kind of pressured to get back on the road by the management mm-hmm. staff, who like forces him to get back on. Mm-hmm. They're trying to make an album and go on a tour while for the first time not indulging in the Motley Crue lifestyle. 
Ike Devin saying Vince Neil not able, not not having fun with not it. doing it. Tommy Lee. Apparently, the other long. ones, quote unquote, are which yeah. I'm not buying. <laughs> well, okay, I, I bet you I know who is. Mick Myers is like whatever we're doing. We're <laughs> we're know. doing it. I have I literally haven't been drinking <laughs> <Yeah>. this whole time. <laughs> and you maniacs. Um, but yeah, Tommy Lee admits doing his shot, and he was like, everyone falls off the wagon, and Vince Neil's like, good enough for me. Fuck this bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does like a shooter of like a blueberry Stoli shot for off sure. a tray. He's like, later. <laughs> And then it's like kind of just establishes like regular band drama. And this time the band really falls apart. You know, they they don't really touch this at all, but they get a new lead singer and like they kick. They pretty much gets fired. They they, forty five seconds. They're like new lead singer Kennedy from MTV. Like I think that's who that VJ was supposed to be was Kennedy. She had like the glasses. They were on MTV. Remember Kennedy? Yeah, sure, of course. I think that's who it was supposed to be on the MTV. Yeah, that's a great call. They do a concert. All the signs are like, we like Vince. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Record label drops. I know I'm rushing this, but I just want to get to this part so we can get it over with. You know, record label drops them, but weirdly enough, gives them all the rights to their music. Like, that was a really kind that of... That was another very rushed over thing. They're like, so you, you won't get any of the money we owe you, but you'll get all you your rights. You all your rights. And like, I thought that that was going to be another, idiots. like, a big payoff at the end where it was like, and then they owned their rights and made a billion dollars. Never gets mentioned again. Although I think in real life, <laughs> In real life, it, it was probably is, a great movie. Like, I think in real sure. life, like, they like, Absolutely. still make but they, when they did the little fucking montage at the end, they should have brought the fact that, like, and By they're the still way, making Tommy royalties off of those rights. Exactly. You know, but that never gets comes up again. Let's fast forward. Like you were saying earlier, so the band's in shambles now, right? They're not doing great. For sure. Vince Neil's not in the band. Vince Neil gets a call. Vince Neil's wife, maybe ex-wife at this point, calls him and lets him know their daughter's in the hospital. He rushes to the hospital. Now, Liam's pointed out earlier that he did have a daughter because, again, the movie doesn't really shine on, like, their side wife, personal lives. And why would it? Because the fun stuff's so fun. And I think that that was part of – intentionally, though, they were ex- establishing the fact that the band members were really not involved with their family. Just like the audience. Exactly, They were yeah. too busy partying to really care about their family. So they would show them. You knew that they had them. But Nikki sick. Uh, but Vince, Vince Neil was, no, yeah. was no more involved in his family his than family, the audience yeah, yeah. was. You know, like – Turns out he goes to the hospital. His ex-wife, or maybe wife, is uh, breaking down crying, says their daughter might have a stomach ache. Turns out she has a tumor in her stomach. It's cancer. Dude, intro to, like, all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah. like, some of the hardest seven minutes slash best acting yeah. I've seen in a The little time. girl deserves a goddamn Oscar for her performance. Dude, no joke. Insane. She is amazing. So just, like, before to As break like a young your heart, just to, like, really get into it real fast, his daughter dies of stomach cancer. Yeah. Like, she dies as a four-year-old child of cancer. It's one of those things that a kid gets cancer. It's super sad. But, like, the scene that breaks down, like, <laughs> yeah, without sure. knowing that, of just, like, this child actress... Because look like a five-year-old or a four-year-old. For sure. Is fucking Adorable crying on cues. The She's cutest like shaking, you've ever seen. Yeah. Shaking. Of, and of fear and pain like on her face. You know, She's scared but also it physically was, hurt. She was amazing, honestly. The craziest thing never watched. Like asking the sad – I have a flower in my stomach. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. A very was, yeah, for sure. I'm not gonna say I was crying, but there was something happening <laughs> behind my eyes. I, was like, I literally had to channel thinking of Ron the waiter crying <laughs> in order for me to not cry. Like, think of that thing. <laughs> Look at this big idiot. <laughs> yeah, I was literally sitting there going, the "I bet you Ron the waiter was crying." <laughs> that stupid Ron the waiter probably was emotional. Not me, anyway. Toughest scene to watch. <laughs> it was just like insanely like honestly. Like, I mean, where did this come from? For like, sure, this could have been like a respectable biopic. Like, <laughs> know, all the acting was this good. I know. It's insanely. 
mm-hmm. hard to watch. It's amazing acting for oh, sure. Kid, the, for both of them, Breakaway as well. Even but still, as well. Was like, dude, sure, yeah, for sure. Really, like the whole flower like, story and everything like that. It oh, was the flower great. thing, was, dude. Yeah, Jesus sure. Christ, dude. And then when <laughs> and they take well, the flower out of my stomach, I can go home. Jesus Christ, yeah. Holy shit. And even that was establishing, like you said, dude. We know nothing about the band. I'm figuring she makes it. You know, yeah, exactly. I'm figuring that we turn out that there's a happily ever after. No, they cut to the, you know the funeral or however. Or however I think they, they do the funeral. Yeah, they just like say like to, she's dead. <laughs> 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 yeah, but they established that she does indeed pass, and it was uh, super hardcore. Super, super hardcore. And then this is really like Vince is at the bottom. He's been kicked out of the band. The band is also now at rock bottom. Everyone's Nobody falling cares. Apart. And also, just when you think about Tommy it, and Nikki from the are still top, not great. From the timeline as well. I kept on thinking about it because at this point we're talking early nineties. Mm-hmm. So Kurt Cobain has officially well they make a point at one point these guys are losers. to show a pearl jam poster on a wall oh, do they? outside yeah. i didn't i didn't catch and i was that. like oh look at that music, okay music that's awesome. change because everybody yeah. knows that like guns and roses kind of made that scene popular and like yeah. there's a lot of bands riding the wave and whatnot but, but then, then the when grunge, grunge take over all of those bands you know who knew that grunge scene was coming was everyone at their first show it was like <laughs> this is fine but <laughs> yeah we're ready for some I'm immediately gonna burn my scorpions because so the band kind of falls apart. Um, You're right. They do pay no mention to the other uh, the other lead singer. Like, yeah, no. And the whole thing is just kind of like, yeah, no, it just happens really quick. Then it just kind of goes to like Nikki Six being like, all right, we got the rights to our music. You know what? One last jam. And just like gathers the band out. They just even show like, and it's the funniest just like. It's almost like Ricky Bobby, like when they're like, getting the race team back together. Like <laughs> Nikki Six, like starts at Tommy Lee's house, and it was just like, "Hey man, I'm sorry about <laughs> yeah, being a heroin right. addict." Right. He's like, "All right, we're going on an adventure. Now let's go get Mick and then yeah. get to the hospital and Mick's in a wheelchair and they got a heap replacement." Like, come on, bro, one last show. Gets out of the wheelchair. He's like, "All right, yeah, one last stop. Right we to, gotta uh, get Vince to like the bar that Vince Neil depressingly hangs Who, dude, out at." Is like sitting there depressed and bummed out about his dead daughter like smoking a cigarette i think he has a mustache he's like doing a shot of jameson like we're getting the band back in he's like fuck yeah he's <laughs> like all right and they all go walk it out it was like what no it was this? actually even i felt like because it was he because was like one two three it, it was very unestablished how nikki six like how heartfelt it was because he was just like why because you guys want money like so you guys want to get the band yeah. back together so you want me to back in to get money and he's like no because like you guys are the only brothers I ever had and I love you guys and I was like well where's all this coming from like, yeah like, they, no he goes they didn't really show dude, like he the goes, Six like heart turn you know he goes you're the only I think even Vince says it too he's like you guys are the only family I've ever had it's like dog your daughter just died <laughs> man like are you fucking crazy yeah. <laughs> so they really make it out to seem like a very you know, sentimental. He was not doing it to get the bit for the for the next twenty years of touring. I don't care if we yeah. ever play a note. I just want your friendship. However, <laughs> sure, you funny. really those are like direct quotes but that you like, feel to be total lies. Yeah, in real no, life. dude. We started this band for the money. <laughs> yeah. Do you not remember our first meeting? <laughs> I presented Xmas. He said Molly Crew. Yeah. I did the dots. We all said money. But, but then it pretty much shows even uh, their one, two, three, them four, getting back together one last hurrah. Yeah, but even that last scene's great of him knocking the doors and like again another one, two, three, four. Like he gets the band back together and they're walking down that hallway in the fucking final, final show and Tommy comes walking out of the one door and they all yeah, come walking. Yeah, fuck one yeah. One last time. Family, fate, 
Motley fucking crew. Family fate, Motley fucking crew. What it should have shown, though, is how they really looked during that last show of, like, their mustaches and, yeah. like, Well, then that was a great, like, we like, talked earlier. Then was an amazing post-credits or as-the-credits roll, double screen with them now. And you're mm-hmm. right. They definitely showed. They showed Machine Gun Kelly walking into the, uh, like, Honey Wagon or whatever those trailers are called. Yeah. And then Tommy Lee walking out. They should have definitely done that with all with four Every members. band member. Not just one of them. It was really 100%. weird. 100%. And then, but then it was awesome. The yeah, I guess because the music close... sequence as the credits roll for sure because with the music them showing the real members with their actor counterparts. The credits show their real actual 2015 last show. The last okay, show that yes. they were doing in the movie wasn't actually their last show. That was still like mid '90s. Sure. Like we're back together. We're exactly. gonna cut another album. Yes. The thing they did in 2015, their actual real live show, is kind of interesting in real life. They're one of the only bands who, before they went on that tour and did their last show. They all sat down and signed a contract that said none of them will ever go on tour ever again as Motley Crue. Wow. So, like, Vince okay, Neil can't so get, it like... actually is the last The tour. actual <laughs> last Motley Crue thing. Like, Vince Neil couldn't get, like, three other bozos yeah, yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. Or do a Motley Crue show. Like, they, they could maybe do a song, but they can't call it a yeah. Motley Crue show. For it's sure. a really weird thing that all four members of the yeah. band signed it. Because like, everybody right, always Crew gripes is... and groans about how many comeback and farewell tours Correct, people dude. do and yeah. whatnot. So the but, band is And dead. there was officially, a very, like dead. Devin said, a very kind of informative, uh, as the awesome rock montage scrolled, they gave lots of, like, fun facts about the guy's success, tour for facts. 20 years, number one albums, all that. Yeah. However, in interesting fashion, and again, like we were saying, how the movie was really shared spotlight amongst the members, but never really paid any reference towards any of Tommy Lee's personal life. Like, it didn't bring up Pam Anderson. No Pam Anderson Or at all, anything dude. about him in those post-credit things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where they, exactly. like, they didn't show, like, Tommy Lee went on with fame with, you know, as a reality star or whatever. Because in real life, when Vince Neil's daughter died, he was already married to Pamela Anderson. Okay, I never, guess maybe you brought never up uh, showed that, a good point was that maybe when because they did show the uh, Heather Locklear divorce scene yeah. where she like throws the newspaper where on the front page of the paper it was Tommy banging a porn star. Tommy, is that with porn star? Maybe that maybe was the that whole was in reference to the Pam Anderson sex tape. Who knows? But uh, they didn't really like they told you that Monty Crew toured for the next 20 years made gazillions mm. of dollars all that they're still like they? loving well, you know loving don't worry well, they're like, still dirt balls <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah but then uh, pretty much the end and then that was pretty much it the <laughs> end I had a lot of fun with this movie dude. for sure for sure I uh, think I might start to become a Motley Crue fan. <laughs> Even when we were uh, playing the opening song for this, and we were like trying to pick what Motley Crue song to start the yeah, show. Yeah, uh, I was just like, "Fuck, dude, am I a Motley we Crue fan?" Yeah, I was like, going dude. with Doctor Feelgood, but uh, we went with <laughs> yeah. Kickstart. But yeah, definitely, like Devin said, I think that it was just a real fun movie. And for an hour and forty-five minutes, so much was going on mm-hmm. between rock scenes. And like I said, it was like it really was like part entourage. Part Spinal Tap and part like Walk the Line. It was a, where it was like drama comedy. It really was drama comedy biopic. It did a like, great way to uh, keep me engaged about a band I could not give a shit about. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, for sure. Or it's that genre of music true. or that style for of music. Sure. But I'm like, fuck this rocks. One hundred percent. Put a muzzle in that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of where I got into before as well about my top five rock bio books. I feel like it's just an interesting. Like you don't need to be a fan of the band or the music. To be a fan of like the overindulgent, yeah, like it could like it could have been Spinal Tap and not even been a real band, and it would have been just the fun like rock tell all for sure, for sure. 
Yeah, I think we both uh, enjoyed this crazy movie, and then, uh, you know, you've listened to the show before. What comes after uh, our little post credit scene is uh, some kitschy questions we have for one another. <laughs> we don't have a theme song yet, but uh, what better time <laughs> no, to Andre start Tavi is really snoozing bah, on the bah, bah, He doesn't questions. have any of the motivation that a young, uh, yeah. that a young Nikki Six had, yeah, you know? Sure. Kitchy questions. <laughs> Kitchy questions. <laughs> All right, so there we go. Was, that was a good yeah, one. I mean, not bad. <laughs> the real bass riff in the middle uh, tied it together. So, of course, this is the part of the show where me and Liam ask each other a couple of kitschy questions about the movie, our little post-credits thing for you, now that the film's done. A little talking points, a little fodder for, uh, for, for conversation here on Netflix and chat. It's you right. Yeah, it's like the special features on the DVD <laughs> if Netflix had still sent out DVDs. Because there are interests that me and Devin very much have, as we remind you every episode, mm-hmm. but uh, I myself am a huge fan of going to the movie in a somewhat anti-Netflix fashion. However, this is even one that I don't re- even recall being even shown like in New York on the big screen. Like A lot of the Netflix movies do get some indie theater release. This one I don't even think I even heard. Yeah, the dirt so, got a... Uh, the dirt got, yeah, the snub from the... So I usually handle the, uh, the, the theatrical release segment. Devin, on the other hand, is a big conglomerated universe... I'm a big franchise, franchise guy. Franchise guy. He likes to parlay this debt into debt part two. Two, two. And Volume three. The prequel. You the get the whole Nikki Six childhood abuse story. Correct. But, so uh, we ask ourselves a couple of kitschy questions. And, uh, and Devin, how about I get it going with you? Where, uh, like we said, Devin likes uh, lots of franchise potential. Do you see... Sequel slash franchise potential from the dead. I do, I do. Not necessarily <laughs> a sequel, although I do want to find out if Mick Mar is. I just gotta look it up on Google if he's in a wheelchair now, or like the struggles he goes through now as a cripple. Yeah, that's like, true. They didn't like, like. Yeah, they make it seem like he's still playing. Twenty? Did he get fucking cure for this? Uh, yeah, right. Degenerative bone disease. You know, I think like much like in. Um, the movie, like every like their last big show, they had to probably wheel him out to the last minute. Like, all right, Mick, you ready? Like, oh yeah, <laughs> and he just stands there. Something tells me he's not jumping on speakers anymore. Yeah, yeah. But I don't want a Mick Mars spinoff. How's he doing? Story. <laughs> I don't want a Dirt Two. But like you're saying, I am a big fan of um, big uh, spinoff kind of movies, conglomerated universes. And I think that uh, Tony Calbero, I think his name was. The guy that played Ozzy Osbourne did so good that have that same actor. <laughs> okay, it's established that he's Ozzy in this movie. All right, nice. Yeah. And literally pick up right where For he sure. leaves off. For like sure. after he's done drinking that pee, you that see amazing, like in the background definitely. Motley Crue walk off, and that's yes. where his movie starts. And I mean, much like Ozzie this movie, literally directed by Jeff Tremaine, <laughs> still keeps up all the things they do in this movie. Like he'll like, go back up on the tour camera, with Ozzie, like, like while he's licking pee and be like, "Oh, I guess it's my turn to talk and do more <laughs> part of the story now." Like, that's oh, what yeah. those cunts did. They're, Meanwhile, but we were a real rock star. Yes. And, like wipes yes. his mouth off and like yes. shows his background. Because sure. that guy was one a great Ozzy. For I sure. feel like he could play like the older, really mumbling yeah, like reality show Ozzy for too. sure. I feel like all you gotta do is get that guy a black wig and the eyeliner and just watch him <laughs> sure. shuffling around him some mansion and be like, oh, Sharon! And Ozzy, talk about a cool story. This guy was literally so fucking hardcore that he got thrown out of Black Sabbath. Exactly. And then started guy's... like his solo career that was equally as popular before reuniting, but an epic career. For sure. You think of like 80s hard rock like that, like Ozzy is For sure. like, the main No, he is the original. That guy played And also right. with all of his beloved uh, post, you know, Sabbath mm-hmm. career with the reality show or whatnot, he's now like a huge... 
beloved icon. People would flock to an Ozzy. For sure, Maybe dude. he feels like that would hurt his brand and a little bit, that, like though, reminding like, everybody what a maniac Hurt his brand, was. dude. He had a show where he was fucking <laughs> arguing with his wife and kids, dude. I think his brand no, is just fine, but people thought that fine, it was like, dude. you know, he was cute. If they were reminded that he was like a piss-drinking fucking yeah. coke addict, that might Shitting be like... Shit on hey, people. Right, yeah. yeah, for sure, dude. But, but like, no, that's, I feel that's like strong. even though in that movie, that too, like we were saying, there was a lot of like... Well, they would try to do it in there. I guess like Razzle stood out, but like there was like a... Uh, What's his name from um, Van Halen was in there? Like, yeah, David Sam- Lee. But yeah. it was the diamond. It was the David Lee Roth era. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, you knocked you did picture over him doing coke." But it was really quick. Like any other yeah, little sure, rock star sure. thing was like really quick. But like Ozzy's the one that stood out. No, Ozzy again, had the, dollar yeah, in the sure. asshole. It's a real piggy bank in there. <laughs> like, dude, come on, man. Like, <laughs> for sure. I would watch another hour forty six. No, I would have watched it back to back. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, for sure. like now Ozzy's part. Like literally, while he's licking up the piss, just like looks at the screen. He's like, "Martin, no, now you're calling." Great, yeah. That'd Boom. Great dude. way to start. Great opening. You really have just franchise universe. I you really can't. just MCU'd this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and I'm sure somewhere in that Ozzy movie, we can get another spinoff. You know, you keep introducing yeah, somebody sure. in each movie. No, and then I you mean, watch eventually their movie. Kiss opens for Sabbath. Now yeah. we got the Kiss. And eventually things goes wrong. We walk into the Kanye West movie, but that's 20 yeah. years down the line. That's phase four. <laughs> so, yeah, that would be my sequel spinoff. Right, that kind is of, your uh, conglomerated universe. Do better, uh, you fucking cunt. <laughs> <laughs> but Leo, so would this movie deserve a theatrical release? Would you go to see it? What yes. would you want from it? And I am the uh, I am the movie experience kind of guy. You know, a <laughs> I can't bring it up on every single Netflix and chat. However, I can't hear these fucking movies on my goddamn. Uh, <laughs> I, I watch through my internet, hooked up through my HDMI, and I literally had it cranked up to fucking ninety five to hear any of the dialogue. Then yeah, they would start. Sure. Nah, it's too loud. It was, yes, it was fucking terrible. So uh, I much prefer to have. However, this one does not really feel to me like a movie that would at all be enhanced. By seeing it on the big screen. No, no popcorn, um, cherry coke on this yeah. one. Yeah, a the uh, in concert scenes were just not like frequent or elaborate or crazy enough to really be enhanced, a la Bo rap. And then other than that, it was really just a fun. It really just reminded, really felt the whole way through of like a TV TNT kind of movie. Sure. The actors were kind of bad. The production level was kind of bad. Everything was kind of cheesy. Like it just did not feel. Sure, but this. Like, Hollywood a, and it was rated TVMA. You know That's I mean? true. Yeah. It was not. It just felt like something you would rent at West Coast Video, not something that would get released in the For theaters. Sure. But this did have know. tits and pussy squirting. Ugh, that's yeah. not even gross. <laughs> saying that, dude. I think For TNT sure. uh, heroin, pussy squirt, and all that stuff. Yeah, I guess TNT is a bad example. Like kind of more meant the <laughs> more uh, Hallmark. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I just I more meant the like uh, what back in the day were like straight to TV For movies. Sure. This not is Cinemax. I guess, DVD Cinemax. Movie, which I I guess, guess Cinemax is what would have been most better or Netflix whatever. movies are though is the For sure. common now uh, well, that's straight how to DVD movies like yeah. you said like it would have been the straight to DVD but this like definitely reeked of straight to DVD like it just had like you brought up earlier but the fake Eugene Levy for his dad <laughs> sure. like the poor man's Jenny Deff that played uh, Nikki Six like it just like had a very charming level of shitty production quality and I just felt was like you know was a perfect uh Perfect Netflix movie, rental. Yeah. yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. Perfect Netflixer. So, so not a theater release. Not a theater release. You stay home and you Netflix it, but and I mean, then and then you're also you're closer to your uh, stereo, so you can start. <laughs> 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 
I'm trying to get your computer to work. <laughs> so I guess that would be, I, I say the spinoff would be the Ozzy Osbourne spinoff. You say it doesn't warrant a theatrical release. Yes. doesn't and necessarily be needed to be seen in the theaters. Maybe for the Ozzy, we go higher production value. Sure. And we turn that into a must-see concert experience. The only reason I However, say no for that is just because I want Tremaine to also direct the Ozzy Osbourne one. <laughs> so I want to be... If not equally as gross, grosser, <laughs> if you will. Like, I mean, the Aussie would be more If there's not a poop I mean, scene in the Aussie one, I'm going to be furious. <laughs> yeah, dude. yeah, for there's, sure. There's no duty. I'm going to be mad. No doubt. But I guess that's our like little kitschy questions, but I guess our official reviews come in now. Yes. Reviews, reviews, give me the reviews. Review, 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 review. Here's the time that we give our review. Of course, that was a review song by Andre Davi <laughs> and Tommy <laughs> Lee. Actually, I was actually we got Vince Neil to do that. <laughs> Cost fifty bucks and a pack of Newports. Yeah, it wasn't uh, wasn't hard to do at all. So, um, but I guess uh, my reviews. I'll go first on this one. Uh, my reviews are pretty simple. I plan on changing this maybe in future episodes because I've ran out of words to rhyme <laughs> yeah, with Devin Netflix currently and, goes by the yeah. Netflix and scale. But I got a good one for this one because. Uh, you know, it's not Netflix and chill, because it's not chill, it's not Netflix and ill. All right, you ready? My review for this one is Netflix and hell yeah. <laughs> All right, nice. I really like this movie, man. <laughs> like, I would, um, again, I agree with what you're saying. I, if this movie came out of the theaters, I never would have watched it. And, like, just hearing people talk about it. It seemed funny enough, but someone that doesn't really care about Molly Crew, like we're for like sure. said a million times no already, motivation just to really see it wasn't my thing. If it wasn't for this podcast, I probably wouldn't have never have watched this movie. But holy shit, am I glad I did, man! <laughs> like I had such a good time with yeah, this flick, dude. Like definitely. it was fun. I think Machine Gun Kelly did a great Tommy Lee. Great like, Tommy Lee. I think for it was sure, just like sure. I felt like I was really watching Tommy Lee. I and forgot. for all I know, the other guys did great characters. <laughs> dude, yeah, I don't know who the fuck they are. <laughs> great point. Yeah, <laughs> they could have. They could have nailed it, man. It he was nailed just, the guy from Tommy Lee Goes Back to College. In my it was book. just a fun, really gross movie to watch about a band I didn't care about. Yeah, and now I'm kind of like. Dr. Feelgood was a Motley Crue song? No shit, man. These guys rock. Really like the movie. Totally gets a... Uh, definitely. Yeah. definitely. A Netflix and hell yeah. <laughs> the Netflix and rock scream hell yeah. That is yeah. a... Uh, it was awesome, one. man. It was a definitely. lot of fun, dude. I'm going to stay in a similar a similar fashion, actually. Uh, spoiler alert, but similar fashion for me. All right. As I give my, uh, so I give my four-point review system... Where I guess uh, if I don't like it, I give it the Damon Wayans, David Allen Greer, Men on Films. Hated it. If I do like it, I give it the <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Austin. Hell yeah! If I really, really didn't like it, I give it the Nick Cage from Mandy. Which is uh, really can't wait for this one to happen because I don't think we've got. Honestly, gotten... I really thought that going into it, I was thinking that maybe this was going to be Nick Cage from Mandy territory. I guess to finish oh, it off, yeah. and then if I really liked it, I give it the Rudy's dad. This is the most beautiful sight these eyes have ever seen. <laughs> which so, again hasn't happened yet. Yes. which I really thought it was going to be the Roma one. So exactly. So far, I think so far if I hell yeah to all three of them. <laughs> no, I think uh, Outlaw King. No, I think you hell yeah to all three of them, dude. <laughs> no, Outlaw King, you might have hated it. 
think I think as of now I've hell yeah a whole bunch of them anyway. But um, I think that's where uh, well, I think we know where this one's going. Then <laughs> can you smell what Liam's cooking? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. And now uh, I guess just to give it like a brief pretense, but like I was about to say though, I did fear going into it that we might get our first our first, uh, our first Mandy scream because it got a thirty four percent on Rotten. That's that's probably yeah. the lowest rated movie I've ever watched. To be <laughs> yeah, perfectly yeah. honest, you know. Yeah. And then uh, you just all you heard was how bad it was. So I kind of. Feared a uh, a Nick Cage for Mandy, however, expected a David Allen Greer Men on Films. Sure. However, throughout watching the movie, I had to convince myself not to give it the Rudy's dad and go, <laughs> <laughs> and go Stone Cold Hell Yeah on it. So I'm giving it the official Hell Yeah! <laughs> and right. uh, I, I feel, like you said, just super, super fun, enjoyable ride. So a possible I four feel... for four. You know, you are, uh, <laughs> you're an easy guy to please. I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> know, for sure. <laughs> Fucking love these Netflix movies. Yeah, but I, uh, I feel there was it was just a cut not good enough to actually give it a Rudy's dad. No, which I say I would have. Like, John would have hit the floor if you would have given this a Rudy's <laughs> However, dad. However, definitely worth watching. Definitely super fun. I think like from a like cinematically, I think a super super good movie. A couple of the scenes are really loved. Like I said, the uh, razzle death scene and the Nikki Six OD scene were super super cool, intricate scenes. And uh, I really just like I've mentioned a bunch of times about the movie, but I couldn't help but watch the movie kind of comparing it to Bo Rap, yeah. which we're coming off of Bo Rap literally being the odds on favorite or one of the odds on favorite to win the Oscars going in. Mm. And I honestly thought that was a very overrated shit movie. I honestly think that the only thing, the only difference between Bo Rap and The Dirt was the amazing catalog of music by Queen and the made-up dramatic part about the whole sure. uh, Live Aid concert. Other than that, I feel like this was a more fun movie to watch with the concert scenes. There was like a more dramatic scene with the storylines that they had set up. The characters of the band were a lot more established. There was like a story arc with the band, a story arc with the characters themselves. I don't like, know, man. Just a much, I felt, overall better movie than Bo Rap. I feel like least. a Bo Rap. Would have opened up with Freddie Mercury like shoving a beer bottle up some guy's ass. It might have ended up on Netflix. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's like, true. I mean, but it instead, this though, took a very different, disgusting yeah, approach. They're very that's different true. bands. I don't feel like, and again, like like kind of what we were saying earlier. I feel like that they are all still in the end a bunch of fucking dirtballs that don't really I mean, deserve it. Similar, like like, like like for being known for indulgent partiers. Like that was one of the things that Bo Rap, like he Freddie Mercury was probably partying more like Monley Crew than he was portrayed in the movie. Anyway, sure, you know I guess that's I mean? true. Of any and and just in terms of like. We said, like, you don't have to. I wasn't a fan of Queen, and I wasn't a fan of Motley Crue. Watching them both as movies. What are you I more of a fan of now? This was, like, a better tale of a band than was Bo Rap. However, Bohemian Rhapsody had the amazing concert footage. Having watched both these movies, of, though, what are you, who are you a bigger fan of now? Motley <laughs> Crue or Queen? Dude? Like, uh, I feel did that's the a crew great sell you, Yeah, that's a great question. What a big Xmas fan, that probably, <laughs> I know. Foreskins. I'm going Foreskins. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but for sure. Honestly, I'd say that probably... Probably Queen might have had the uh, the better catalog of hits, but I'd say The Dirt definitely the better movie. One thing that I'll give it one of my one of my things that one of my no nos, <laughs> however, that I feared uh, early on in the movie. Okay, because you hear about how bad it was. Mm -hmm. Okay, one of the first scenes with Tommy Lee where he's still a kid meeting Nikki Six. We're talking early eighties. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. wearing a Hulkamania shirt, oh, which yeah. I loved at the time. However. 
wouldn't have been around until the late 80s. So a big time continuity error uh. from the wardrobe. So I'm thinking, is this movie going to be full of like continuity errors or not really paying attention? But no, it was like, as far as I know, held pretty true to things and just gave you like, a very fun I fucking love that that stood tale. out to you. <laughs> fucking Hulkamaniacs weren't around then. I meant, to, I meant to bring that up yeah. earlier <laughs> and I had to get in the Hulkamania shirt fucking 10 years too early. But no there, way. There was also no a scene way. where Vince Neil was wearing, he woke up wearing a uh, Motley Crue shirt and I was just like, what? Just the actor, like, like, all right, I got to dress like Vince Neil. I wish I wear a fucking Monty Cruz shirt. Like, all right. Like, was there a wardrobe department on this movie? However, I'm really nitpicking. <laughs> Hold on. If you're getting one last thing in, too, because I had this in my notes, and I'm kind of bummed I get to bring it up, but in the same line yeah. of uh, line of thinking, there's a scene where Nikki Six wakes up, and, like, someone's banging on his hotel room door, and he's, like, having sex with some chick. Like, he wakes up some naked chick. Okay. And a burrito falls off, like, from behind him. Okay. And under the trivia in the movie, their band's little scheme was, because, again, they don't really show yes. out their wives. Yes. Was to rub egg burritos on their junk <laughs> so their wives and girlfriends wow. wouldn't smell pussy yes. on their shit. No, yeah. I've heard that, that was story like, in what? Urban Legend before. I did not see the burrito. The burrito I was going to mention that literally point. earlier yeah. on when we were talking about crazy partying shenanigans. I was literally going to bring up the burrito <laughs> story. And I literally think they were doing it because when they made chicks blow them, they wanted it to be as gross as possible. And like, so they would fucking yeah. like, like, I think it was even more debaucherous than like trying like just to not having their wives like yeah. oh your egg I think they were just like trying your to dick be smells sh- like a McMuffin <laughs> yeah, again like a yeah. rotten egg burrito I think they were literally oh. like just trying to be as savage Suck as possible my egg <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but why not I did not see that however would have loved a little nugget like that also but... another just hot take none of those dudes got HIV <laughs> you know what I mean like that was not the take one of the four kind of like, confronted it at the end away. that they were just over the top overindulgent yeah. extreme partiers that relatively made it out safely you know the only one so that had the like, worst beat was the guy that already had a bone disease. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and he's still happening. rocking, apparently. Yeah. So fucking A. But all in all, I feel like it's pretty tough. I, I am personally shocked at the 65% of people that gave this a thumbs down. and run. Like, What the fuck yeah. were they expecting? Like, this movie was fun beyond belief. It was the Motley Crue tale. How is it not just like yeah. a fun I say if you're listening to this podcast and you've watched this movie, you're like, oh, I can't wait to listen to Devin and Liam rip this shitty movie apart. <laughs> I know. And now we're just like, Please oh, email us why. Like, why? Yeah. Fucking or listen, watch the movie again now through our eyes and be like, oh yeah. fuck, dude, this movie is uh, yeah. And for all the huge Motley Crue fans out there who were, uh, you like, were right, they rule. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, our bad. Yeah, seriously, we might have got some facts wrong. Let us know what we got wrong. Either way, email us in at the Geeked Up Podcast at gmail dot com. For sure, for sure, that's the Geeked Up Podcast at gmail dot com. Correct. Let us know why this movie stunk. Or, yeah. uh, as well, let us know any other potential golden ticket movies. Correct. If we're watching, if we if we golden ticket the dirt and you want us to golden ticket something else. Mm-hmm. And let us know like, what we got wrong about Motley Crue, too. You know, like I mentioned, they didn't have Tommy Lee for a while. That's true. But, of course, that was the dirt. But there's only one way to find out where we're going to be watching the next episode. And that's when we find out what's in the box. <laughs> what's in the box? All right, so all right, so Brad set it up for us. <laughs> yes, as always, Brad Pitt lets us know uh, that he the show to, is coming yeah. to. Yeah, Brad Pitt he wants to know what we're watching next week, man. <laughs> he is like super intensely dying to find out. <laughs> so do Morgan Freeman and the other guy, I guess, yeah. as well. Uh, Kevin Spacey. Well, oh yeah, Kevin. Spacey. He should not be named. <laughs> yeah. But, all right, so here, if you guys aren't familiar, we have all of the movies mm-hmm. in a box, 
And uh, Devin puts his hand in and randomly pulls out the movie that we will be podcasting about next. And they're ever adding, too, may I point out. Like, since we've made this box, there's yes. been like 23 more goddamn <laughs> Netflix true. movies. At some point, we are going to need to do like a summer like, uh, ad list, however. So here we go. Here we go. I'm looking. I'm shuffling around. We're shuffling the box. We are pulling out He's War Machine. He's pulling out War Machine. War Machine. All right. I have uh, not heard I of it. I know, without looking this up, that Brad Pitt. Is the star okay, the interesting, interesting. And he plays like a dummy general, if I'm not sure. Okay. Let me uh, get on the quick... Uh, wow, from... Because uh, that was one of the weird things as well about uh, Monty Crew about The Dirt for me. Outside of Pete Davidson, did not recognize one actor. Yeah, so we're going sure. from that I knew the guy Brad from uh, Game of Thrones. Okay, you knew Game of Thrones, too. And we all knew Machine Gun Kelly, of course. <laughs> the guy that was dumb enough to rap battle Eminem. But anyway, all right, so the plot of this movie is an... Idiocentric general confronts opposition from enemies, allies, bureaucrats while leading a massive rebuilding operation in Afghanistan. This got on IMDb a IMDb a six out of ten. Yeah, right. Not great. Not great. I think but one it's less starring than, uh, the main star is uh, Brad Pitt. Interesting. It's a comedy drama war, and oh Christ, man! Again, another TVMA, but. Wow, I'm gonna. I guess apologize. just like not have to rate these fucking things, or they just like yeah, don't. They're just pumping them out. I now, fortunately, have to tell you, man, this one's gonna run two hours and two minutes. Ooh, yeah, Eesh. it's a 122 minute movie. Now, right off the bat, I feel a Brad Pitt Netflix movie. This has to be produced and/or maybe directed by Brad Pitt, possibly, or maybe George Clooney. No, it's directed by an unknown. A little unknown director, but... From parts unknown? Yeah. Okay. An unknown director, because it just uh, seems to me more likely for him to wind up in, like, a non-mega-release movie. He would have maybe something to do with the, maybe, production or something of it, but... So very Machine, interesting there. Starring so. Brad Pitt. Get ready next week for a uh, less fun movie, I'm guessing, <laughs> and a much more boring opening soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> But having said that, I'm Devin Barnes. That's Liam Whalen. Yeah. At least we'll end you off on a more fun hardcore soundtrack. <laughs> I'm going home. You know I'm a dreamer, but my Mean they were always wrong. Just take this song.